The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are The Bostonian versus The Book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus The Book. How do you like their map? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. We are live on a Tuesday. What is up, Brigade? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Bostonian versus the Book. Matt Perrault, Dave Sherapin, live on YouTube at Boston versus the Book. Twitter as well. Replayed on SiriusXM, channel 159. Sports Grid TV, where you will see us. Well, if you're watching on Sports Grid, you've already seen us for three hours. And then another two hours. Five hours tonight of Dave and I here on Sports Grid. So in case you, um, seven to what? Uh, 1 a.m., right? Or 7 at midnight, right? Somewhere in that range. I don't know. Long Pacific, a lot. 7 to 1, 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. Is it Eastern? No. 7 10 a.m. No, to 3 a.m. Five hours. Midnight, right? Midnight. 7 to midnight. And then 7. 3 a.m. Eastern. Five hours. Two. Yeah. Three. And three is five. Seven plus five is 12. Midnight. Pacific. 3 a.m. Correct. Eastern. Seven so to 10 to 3 Eastern time. If you want to watch. Do you realize what people are going to be doing while we're on the TV? I don't want to know. the. I don't want to know <laughs> at all for a variety of reasons. Title pan, shots to the tandem, BBB. Pandem, solo, multiple. No, thank you. None. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't need to know. <laughs> hey. Enjoy your life. Enjoy what you do. Live it up. Uh, we got a lot to get to. Ruddock's coming on. Steve Ruddock's going to join us here in about 20 minutes. Yes. There's a whole lot going on in the gambling space oh, because God. what's going on here in New York with ESPN bet. So we'll get to that here in about 20 or minutes or so. There is a special guest coming on that you do not know about, Dave, that we will have on later on the program. So stay tuned for that. It'll be fun. I love when you do that. I love when you surprise me. Because yep. I surprised yeah. you yesterday with the hat orders. Yeah. And the people have responded. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. DM Boston versus the book at Boston versus the book on the Twitter X. You can email ask the BVB at gmail.com as well. If you can't get on the Twitter, don't choose to partake in the Twitter or it's the fine. X yep. email. We got people responding. That's outstanding. You didn't even say anything about, I wore the blue jacket today. It's beautiful. You're probably going to wear the blue jacket later because UNC plays. Correct. I'm a little nervous on it, so I didn't wear it. I wore it. I wore it on Tuesday, and it didn't hit. It didn't win. So I'm a little concerned. This number is a big number. Eight's a big number on the road at Syracuse. It's a big number. So I'm a little concerned about Syracuse, the number. CBW? Yeah. CBW, man. Like, he'd be... He should go to the game. We need a boots on the ground report from CBW. Oh, that wouldn't be yeah. a bad idea. We got boots on the ground all over the USA, Canada, Mexico, Costa Rica. Was, was Jay Dow in Houston last night? Is that where that picture was? Jay Dow was in Houston. In he was at that night. crazy ending game. We'll get to it later. Yeah, the BVB lid on the court. On with, the court. With Jay Dow. 
Which this thing's taking over. They don't see us coming. And they that controversy was it's too late. That call was, oh my. Oh my. We'll, we'll get to the call at the end oh of the my. Knicks game uh, yeah. later in the show because it was, oh my. It, it's rare you ever hear a referee say, yeah, that's our bad, bad call. We made a mistake. The referees actually owned it and, and owned the call because it was horrific at the end of the game. 50 feet from the basket, you call a foul. It was like, what are we doing? End of the game. Crazy call. Brunson was losing his mind, rightfully so. So we'll get to that. Uh, let's start with the news that the Super Bowl was the most watched televised event in the history of humankind. Surprised? No. 200 million people at some point watched the game. What were the other people doing that didn't watch it? Title shots. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Little mid-afternoon. <laughs> Little- well, in, in, in the evening, it could have been no, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. The game Sunday night go into overtime. So, you know, at some point, 200 million people, there's only like 380 million in the country. <laughs> like, what are we? It's insane. Like one in two people in the country had the game on. Well, I think it brought the audience in with, you know, with the Taylor stuff, yep. uh, new people, yep. you know, my daughters watched it from beginning to end with a nap in between that second quarter was a put people to sleep. Third quarter beginning, same thing. Um, listen, this is what's happening and it has nothing to do with the gambling. Okay. Right. It, uh, like they're, the, the gambling companies are going to draw a conclusion that, well, because of the gambling, more people watch that we set the record number. Uh, no, no, nothing to do with that. Live sports is maybe the only thing left that people watch live. That's it. It yeah. is. The reason why that broke the record is because of women, not gambling. Women, women, women broke the record. Yeah. Women broke the record. There are more women watching that, that game than ever before. Mm. That's why we broke the record. <laughs> Your daughters, my daughter, people who are interested, who never thought about watching it. There were watch parties, like women group only watch parties for that game. Wow. Yeah, just because of Taylor, who was on the TV set for 54 seconds. 54 seconds. During the game. Post-game was a lot more than that. Right. 54 seconds. Some, some people have a problem with the 54 seconds thinking it was too much. No. I don't understand that at all. Come but. on. Yeah. I, I was shocked at how little they showed her in the first half. It was like, right. wow. Like, there, there was, was nothing like a, going on. Right. Was the but, show. Well, right. But I thought they would. The rest of us staring there. at the screen like this going. What's going to happen? <laughs> what right. are we doing here? Uh, 10, uh, zero, zero, uh, and then 10-3 at the half. And, right. And then, uh, yeah, then things got interesting and Kelsey got going in the second half and then they started showing. It just, it's just, it's, I know why they're doing it, but it is sort of odd to me that they only show her when it's positive. Like Kelsey catch, show Taylor. It's never like Kelsey drop, show Taylor. <laughs> or like three and out, show Taylor. It's always when there's something positive going on, which I'm still annoyed. That's my only problem with the showing of Taylor. Show her all the time or show her none of the time. Not when things are good. Yeah, but those are obligatory, important people to play or shots. Yeah, like, sure, of course. Yes, but there are other players who are like that. I mean, like that, Christian McCaffrey scored a touchdown. They don't show Olivia Cooper. Like they could have shown like, you know, it's a Miss Universe. <laughs> you know, they could have shown her, but Did they didn't. You see Brock Purdy's dad a couple times. They showed him. He was yeah, so he was stressed really, out. I was so stressed yeah. out for him. They didn't show him when things went good. They showed right. him when things when were bad. Things were, oh, That's how the guys get, right? Like, oh, we please. get the sharp end of the stick all the time, right? Yeah. Negative man. shots and nasty stuff. But yeah, I mean, look, it's been 
you know, 2024 so far, 23 was two. 24 is really the year of the woman. Look at the Grammys. I mean, pretty much dominated every major category with one by a female artist. And now women having a massive impact on the NFL, massive impact on sports. Again, sports betting companies like to think that they're going to convert women into betters. I think there could be some small swath of women who were, who will bet it, who yeah. might get involved and might try sports betting. But I think for the most part, it's like anything else. Like they may try it, lose and hate it and never go back. Or maybe they find it fun and do it once in a while. But, you know, that's the next target audience. I mean, you were talking about where the next iteration of gambling marketing will come from. It'll be w- at women trying to get sports betting to be more widely accepted. Oh, no question. I mean, they they, they play that, you know, there's Butchie the Book. He said women do play. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, sometimes, you know, whether they're uh, originating or doing some other stuff, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um, you know, you see an influx of, of every time a new state opens up, you see a lot of um, female betters that it's a little bit harder to profile sometimes. I'm just saying, I'm not saying, but you know, I'm talking about actual scenes. women betting. I'm not talking about people betting for their husbands oh, and their oh, boyfriends oh, and oh, you know, oh, the, oh, the, okay. the pseudo yeah. account, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, she's up 80,000. How's she up 80,000? Oh, my shit. Beginner's luck comes out of the gate and she's just, she's hammering the book. One of the best stories, like when I get to this book, and I promise I'm going to write this book, one of the best stories. I was in Vegas. I believe I was at the M. I was. And a woman came in to get the money out of her account. And it was a big balance like that. She could have been older than 25. And I was like, wow, what is, what is she betting? Like, I think she took out like 65 dimes. We paid her and I was, was asking the guys and they're like, you already know. I said, oh, okay. So strut in, took the cash, didn't see her again. Um, you know, it was probably a, you know, quick uh, couple weeks or a month or whatever. And I think she was a college basketball sniper. Oh, yeah. Not Aveda. It was in the spring. Oh, it was in Nevada. <laughs> I was at the M. No, Aveda. Iveta. It was not her. <laughs> I remember Aveda. She was on the show. It was definitely not her. I have this person's name, but you know, you can't you can't tell all the secrets. Right. So we, you know, we, we're not gonna do that right now. Um, did you before we get to all this, did you see the weather back east, by the way? Did you see what happened? Yeah. You missed that at all? Zero. Well, on Fridays, we do Roll Call Friday where people come in and tell us, you know, where they're watching the show from. Yeah. Guys, today is the meteorology portion of the show right now. Put the weather where you're at and how many inches you got today. <laughs> really? <laughs> I know who I'm what, talking to, what, Pete Roll. What are you doing? I mean, inches. What are you of- doing? No. The phrasing matters, boys and girls. Phrasing the matters. Snow. I need inches of snow. Of where you're at, all right? Not the other inches of what you're thinking. Stop thinking like that. I'm not thinking. I'm hearing. There's two different stories. I may be thinking, but I'm listening to the way you're phrasing that, and that matters. Phrasing matters. Phrasing matters. (laughs) Phrasing matters. Size doesn't. (laughs) You got the motion. You know what I'm saying? In the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. Put the inches of snow you're at where you're at. 38 flurries. Right now for JC from KC, who's from KC, but in Cleveland. <laughs> what is this? 40 and no snow in Michigan. This will never happen again. 
Thank you, Nikki Ciramello. <laughs> if you're in Zero. Tucson, listen. It does snow there, though. It's just, it does snow in, in Tucson. Tucson, Arizona? It does. Oh, yeah. A lot. Up at the top of the mountain, yeah. maybe. Yeah. It don't it snow snows. anywhere in Tucson. It snows. It's high up there in Flagstaff. It snows a ton in Flagstaff. It, Flag, do you understand how far Flagstaff is from Tucson? Yeah. No, actually, not that, not that far, actually. It's like Maine to Boston. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. No, that, okay. Yeah, sure. That's an hour and a half. Yeah. 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 Maine to Boston no, no, is an no. hour and a half. Tucson yeah. is an hour and a half from Phoenix. Phoenix is three hours, two hour, two and a half from Flagstaff. So all told, it's about a four hour all the way bottom state, top of state. Geography no. and math. I know you a lot. Listening whoa, whoa, whoa. in either uh-uh. class. I- I'll give you the math. Geography, no way. You're not going to fight me on geography. I know geography. This you country. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. State capitals, geography. I know you know the state capitals. Portland, Maine to Boston, Massachusetts is an hour and a half, hour 45, depending on traffic. Hmm. No so, snow in Virginia. That's zero me. inches in Brigadeville. <laughs> Just a dusting of snow in really Ontario. Linus! Well, maybe Canada avoided it. The East Coast got buried. My favorite thing about today will be at the end of the show again. Sonic, do. what are you doing? <laughs> 32 inches of snow on the ground here in Phoenix. I took the snowmobile on the work today. It's coming down to see Sonic. I got to, Sonic, I can't come down there for snow. Ugh. What is he talking about? You guys are, in, is in it, I, I'm not bad at, you guys are bad at geography. Connecticut to Boston is not actually, Connecticut isn't that far from Boston. Okay. It's like actually 45 minutes to get into the state of Connecticut from Boston. It's a hell of a lot further from Tucson to Flagstaff. Somebody put it in a chat. We rely on you guys all the time for this information. There's Skip DeFabry. I see him in Boise, Idaho, 50 and sunny there. No, oh, no wow. Currently. Look, look, look at, look at Jeff Benny got nine inches. Wow. Nine inches is serious. <laughs> I'm very serious. We're getting off of this conversation Stay right now. Stay on track, <laughs> B-Roll. We're getting off of this conversation. Stay on track. We're going to go much more serious because Roddick is here. So let's get to Steve Roddick and put, and he put him on. In the room. He, he can get us back hey. on track under this program. <laughs> Roddick, what's up, dude? How are you? Welcome back to BBB. I'm doing good. That was an excellent uh, intro into this. I'm hearing a plow outside my window right now. How much snow do you have, Ruddick? I haven't gone outside yet, but it looks like maybe four inches. And where are you exactly? Um, I'm so I I could get to Rhode Island, yeah, Connecticut, yeah, or Boston in under like 45 minutes. What are you, New Bedford? Oh. No, yeah. I'm okay. Uh, a little closer to Worcester. Oh, okay. So central part of the United States yeah. of, of the state. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I heard everyone's really mad in Boston because they declared a snow emergency in the city. It was, oh no, oh no, here comes a foot of snow and they got nothing. Like, yeah. like literally nothing in Boston. <laughs> this is the second time in a row for that too. Two oh, duds gosh. in a row. So the next one would, they'll say like 36 inches and everybody be like, yeah, right. And we'll get 36 50 inches. Right. Yeah. It always happens. They always declare, they always say, look, it's better to be safe than sorry. We're sorry that we were wrong, but we were, you know, preparing you for the worst and we're, we're happy that it wasn't really bad. And then the next time they'll say, okay, a foot's coming and everyone will be like, yeah, whatever. And then it's the blizzard of 78 and people are trapped in their cars for six hours. And they, they do this really wild thing up here. So if they're way off on the snowfall, they're like, well, the temperature is going to drop. It's going to get icy. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's that's why we didn't want anybody out. 
<laughs> right. They yeah. scare you with the ice. They yeah. make a mistake like the the odds makers keep making Mahomes a dog in, in right. the playoffs and, and and lose, and then they say, oh well, you know, at least the handle was good. That's the first thing of order of business with you, <laughs> Ruddick. How about the game? P. Roll started the show off with it's the most watched television show in the history of the world. Outstanding. The handle booming. I mean, you're getting reports from all over. It was like this everywhere, right? The handle was exceptional. Yeah, the, the Nevada, num- Nevada, sorry, everyone in Nevada. <laughs> oh, uh, the Nevada numbers were, yes. were pretty impressive. So they had a record setting handle. Yep. Um, obviously, the books didn't do quite as well on the uh, outcome of the game. But yeah, it, it looks like this will probably, as the, the results will trickle in over the next month, a few states will put them out um, ahead of their usual revenue reports as they've been doing for the last couple of years. So we'll start to get a better idea of where the where the bigger pockets were. But yeah, it's, it looks like it's going to be one of the more heavily Steve, before he asks you another question, I just want to jump in real quick. Do they count all the futures money into that figure, or is that just money handled specifically on Sunday? Because different states, from what I remember when I would look at these reports on a monthly basis, do it different ways, don't they? Yeah, so some will put it um, usually the, how the revenue plays out. So sometimes they'll count it towards the handle when the bet goes in. But if the bet doesn't cash out for four months, then it won't be reported until that revenue report okay. goes out. Interesting. In terms of the other big news that we've seen, ESPN bet is now going to be live at some point in New York in 2024. Win has sold the license to Penn for 25 million, which is the same price that Wynn paid the state of New York for the said license. So Wynn gets out whole and ESPN goes, ESPN bet will be live and Penn goes into New York. Did they feel like they had to be in New York or do they think they can actually make money in New York? Because FanDuel and DraftKings are really the only two who are seeing any revenue to speak of in New York. Yeah. New York's one of those states where it's really hard to gauge why people are there. Uh, I think (laughs) if you look at it, they have to be there, and from my point of view, because they're a national player. They want to be a national player. They've set national market share targets, and they can't get to those targets without being in the biggest states. So you're already not in Florida because of the monopoly. <clears throat> without New York, you're missing out on a, a ton of market share nationally. So they, they pretty much had to be in there. I think Wynn wanted to be out almost as badly as Penn wanted to be in. So it worked out pretty well for everyone. Um, as far as making money in New York, I think if if you can take a long-term approach to it, you're in much better shape. If you're there thinking, I'm going to make money next year, you're probably out of your mind. But if you're looking at it as eventually the state will come around and lower its tax rate, or eventually the state will come around, license a few more operators, which will indirectly lower its tax rate because of the way it's structured there and get it down to, you know, 35%, then you can possibly start making money there. Um, It's it's an impossibility for me. Maybe if there was two or three operators total, they could maybe eke out a profit. But with nine operators and that tax rate, it's just too much. It is too much. And then they don't have their own software. So they're going to take what they're using, right? Like WinBet was using different software, and I mean, they were using different software for different states. So WinBet was the actual company, but they were using one software platform in New York, another software platform in Mass, and spread it out. Does this help? 
I, I don't know. I mean, you talk about it not making money. Do they need this as a, like a flagship? Look at us. We're in New York now. I mean, this is almost like a lost leader, is it not, Steve? Yeah, I think so. Um, to the to the platform, um, Penn will just use the score, so they'll they'll shift it over. I think this is just a straight. Give us your license. You guys will go offline. We'll come online with this different platform. So this will probably take a little bit of time for regulators to test their stuff and do okay. all of that that type of work. Um, I know it sounded like in the release that they bought something from Win, but basically what they did was bought the holding company who owns the license in New York. So I'm not. I'm. I'm assuming that um, Win Interactive owns their software, whatever software they're using. Mm. And this Win Holdings is just the, basically the name of the company that um, DraftKings does this in a lot of places. They have the. If you look at the license list you're like what is that company and it's DraftKings, right um uh. yeah so th that's how that will work and uh, i mean penn has to they have to with national aspirations and they have these you know that they, they're kind of trying to um eliminate what they would probably term as you know a, a failure with barstool they, they thought they were going to be able to do something they didn't do it um, you can't do that twice, right? You got yeah. to put up some numbers the second time around, even if that means, you know, bringing in the uh, Manny Ramirez for 35 million a year or whatever you want to do. <laughs> you got to, you got to put up some numbers. You got to get, you got to make it look like you're, you're putting it, the, the effort in there. And again, it, without, without New York, they're just never, it's going to be really hard for them to get over that like 7% market mm. share that they're at now. Uh, Real quick, some breaking news because we're talking ESPN. Uh, ESPN in the college football playoff have just agreed to a six-year, $7.8 billion rights extension, which oh. will resolve any of the outstanding issues that were being garnered up from the Pac-12s uh, basically going away. So it's $1.3 billion a year. So ESPN will have the exclusivity on the college football playoff, which is good for ESPN bet because they're going to be the, get the ones to go ahead and advertise for the CFP uh, beyond next year, which is now seven more years for ESPN to to have that. Steve, in terms of where Penn will go, th th there I read an article this morning about a hedge fund that holds about eighteen percent of the overall stock or the uh, of Penn, and that there's some rumblings about they're not happy with the way Penn is spending money, and there, there's some concerns about how much money they're going to have to spend in New York. Not just the $25 million to win bet, but all the free bets they're going to have to give away, all the marketing dollars they must spend in a city like New York City to get any type of attention from the gambling public. How are people perceiving what Penn is doing right now? Are you hearing from anybody saying like, man, they are spending a lot of money to try to win this and they're really you know, going to have an uphill climb? It's a, it depends on where they want to get to. So if they want to get to the top of the mountain, yeah, that's going to be a very expensive journey. If they're trying to get to that 10 to 20% market share, 10% probably being more reasonable, 20%, you're basically among the, you know, you're getting close to uh, DraftKings FanDuel numbers there. Um, so, yeah, they do have some activist investors that are trying to get some people onto the board. They're not really happy with how things have played out, basically seeing it as like a cash burn so far with <laughs> online gambling. Yeah. <laughs> Which it has been. I don't think yeah. anybody would deny that. I don't an think inferno. Supporter. It's an inferno, not a burn. It's a <laughs> yeah. flaming inferno. But go ahead, sir. 
Yeah. So the, the you have some activist investors. Um, generally, what that has to do with is they're trying to get people on the board and then they're kind of bring in a different executive team type of thing. So it's a matter of what kind of confidence do the other investors have in Jay Snowden and his team, which I mean, were mistakes made? Yes. Looking back at it, I I I don't fault them. I think that just things didn't work out exactly as you as, as you'd want them to. But the regulatory situation got quite different with Barstool, and that created a lot of problems because of right. the polarization that that brand causes. So there was a lot of other just random things they thought they could they thought they could market with non traditionally. So basically just do internal marketing through pen databases and through Barstool's, you know, large following. But that didn't turn out to be the case because a lot of those people are betting on other apps already. So you have to find a way to make them want to come back to yours. So why is this going to work? This is this, this this is the same thing. This is the question, right? It didn't work once. So now they're taking their shot. They're buying $25 million licenses in New York. They're with the biggest media company. Why is this one going to work? So they're they're hoping that this one is more like Skybet. So Skybet is very famous in the UK sports betting scene because they basically took a media brand and turned it into a sports betting giant. Mm. And they had the most loyal customer base. So I, I don't remember the exact number. It was something like 65% of their users only used Skybet. So that's that that's the been the goal of everybody that's been the fox bet dream which was the sky bet team um that's been fubo that's been every everyone who's done this barstool they, they're all trying to replicate what sky bet was able to accomplish but there's a lot more going on in that right these are complex systems and it's just right. not like we just need the right brand um the score app is improved from what it was so the barstool app was running on Canby. Um, which scores pretty similar in Isla's and Krejcik's testing to the initial score. That um, the new one is supposed to be better. They're supposed to improve their SGP offerings, things of that sort. So once you get all that tech in house, you can start kind of your odds can update quicker on the SGPs, things like that. So hopefully that will make it a little more um, comparable to the big the big apps. Um, but it, to your question, yeah, that's the whole thing. You, you're offering up all this money. Are those people going to stay after the money's gone? So we already saw, saw a thing today where they spent um, tens of millions in December, um, single millions in January, and now it's going down even lower as far as what they're spending on promo. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to see as the promo spend reduces, do the customers just revert back to where they were before or do they like what they found in the product? Huh. One more thing on this, Steve. Uh, you mentioned Snowden, who famously said that basically no one's going to make money in New York when Penn said, hey, we're not going to go into New York with Barstool. We don't need it. The tax rate's too high. No one will ever make money in New York. Does that quote come back to bite him now that they're going into New York? Uh, so does it ever come back to bite anybody? <laughs> um, we're, allowed, no, we're allowed to change our mind. Apparently not, right? because you just listed all those companies. Every <laughs> single one of them have one thing in common. They're no longer in the sportsbook business between Fox, Pet, Fubu, and all this other stuff. Right. So, so I guess not, right? 
So in 2021, in November, he said that he said, basically, uh, we're not really interested in New York. But uh, also, that was after they didn't get a license in New York. Right. So there is that <laughs> little bit of a caveat to it. But then in uh, August last year, he did change his tune a little bit. So he was saying nobody likes the tax rate in New York, but there could be opportunities short, medium, long term. So he did walk that back a little bit last year. And obviously, once the deal with ESPN went through, it's almost inevitable that they would end up in New York at some point. Okay. Uh, Alabama, one quick update. I know you've been writing about this a little bit. I got a friend of mine who is down there who is a big gambler, and he would love to see Alabama go legal. I thought, come on, no way. And he keeps on saying, hey, 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 these bills, there may actually be some, some traction here to having Alabama go legal for sports betting. Could Alabama have legal sports betting? They could. So um, I'll always caveat it with this. There's two types of states, states that need to do it in a comprehensive package and states that create a comprehensive package knowing that it will never pass. So Alabama has a comprehensive package on the table. So it's land-based casinos, it's lottery, and it's um, retail and mobile betting. So the question I have, I don't know enough about Alabama's internal politics yet, (laughs) <laughs> is Alabama the type of state that likes to do things in these big packages, a la Pennsylvania, Michigan, that we're able to get those across the line? Or is it one of these situations where nobody really wants to do this? So what we'll do is we'll just keep adding things to the bill <laughs> until it fails. So we'll keep adding things until enough people are against it that nothing happens. Yeah, let's um, burn Bibles. and then it, 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 <laughs> Let's legalize Bible burning and then we can go ahead and, and make sure that bill is really dead because I can't see it. I mean, I, I just... There's, there's some definite complexities there. So it's um, it's a constitutional amendment. So they need 60% in each chamber. <laughs> um, the governor is on board, which is helpful. That gives you, you know, a little bit of cover if you're a lawmaker. It's a presidential year and it's Alabama. Right? So there's, there's all these things going on there. Absolutely. Yeah, things Steve, going keep, on. Give yeah, the folks of things going on. I was going to say, promote the website, yeah. promote the newsletter, all this other stuff. We read it every day. Matt and I read it every day. It's a big part of, you know, what we when we refer to industry stories, tell the people, and then you can give a prediction whether the Boston Celtics are going to win the NBA championship after that. Uh, appreciate, appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, I write a, a Substack newsletter. Uh, it goes out Monday through Thursday. And then there's a feature column on Friday. It's called Straight to the Point. So it's straighttothepoint.substack.com. And, yeah, uh, subscribe, free subscription available. Um, paid subscribers, I love you all. Uh, they just get a little bit of an extra read on Fridays. That's it. Very and uh, cool. for the Celtics, yeah, they're, they're always going to win. <laughs> That's my guy. Steve, good stuff, man. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk soon, right? Thanks, Thanks Roddick. That is Steve Roddick joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Always good to get him on the program, talking a little bit about what's going on in the industry. Yeah, I, I it, it is wild that, I mean, Penn was like, we're not going into New York. No one's going to make any money in New York. New York's a bad idea. <laughs> and now we're in New York. <laughs> We're going to pay $25 million to now be in New York under the ESPN bet brand. So I don't understand it, but listen, there's got to be pressure within those walls and buildings and things. And now you're talking about board members trying to get, you know, these things. Um, Somebody's got to answer for where does the money? I mean, they gave reportedly Penn to do this deal. They took half of the cash they had on hand and gave it to ESPN. Half, half of the pen 
brand, the entire conglomerate, what they had in their caches, in their availability, they gave the cut in half and they handed it to ESPN. And so some people whose money that was are holding up their hands and they're saying, wait a minute. Okay. What are we doing? Because no one really is making money right now. (laughs) Like we're watching people leave states like crazy. Two have just left Massachusetts. Another left Ohio. Like we're watching all these different books pull out. And you guys are saying, let's keep going. Let's keep spending. Not only keep spending, you're going into the most high tax rate state. 51%. Of all of them. Now yeah. it's the most populous state. So that where it's legal. So does that cancel enough out? I don't think so. They're already way behind. I mean, Steve's talking about hoping for 20% of the market share. They're never going to get 20% of the market share. Rob L., that was a great interview. Love the behind-the-scenes looks into the sports betting industry. Listen, that's what we try to do every day, um, you know, between P. Ralt and Mai's experience and, and the contacts we have. That's what we're trying to do. And we really, you know, remain a neutral. I, I can't believe the deal. When I got the alert this morning and then the first text was to one of my guys, I'm like, Wow. Do you believe this? Uh, I'm with Jimmy Jack, four Ks. I just don't see ESPN bet cracking the top four of FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, and BetMGM. They're locked into fifth. How do they get past that, P-Roll? Wait for everyone to fall down? I mean, be the last one standing? I mean, I, as can, as we see big fish eat little fish? Uh, it's going to happen. I mean, in the DraftKings and FanDuel DFS era, they thought about merging. They had a real conversation and they went the other way and Flutter but bought FanDuel instead. I, I think there, there could be some conversations about spinning off the gambling component of BetMGM or Caesars and say, look, we're going to be a casino company and we're going to be an, a brick and mortar casino company or an iGaming company. We're not going to go in sports betting. I, I think we're going to see some some consolidation come to the industry. At some point, like somebody's got to ask that question because Caesars has brick and mortar buildings, hotels, things. Yeah. Um, so does BetMGM. FanDuel and DraftKings, there's no hotel. Nope. There's no like ESPN Bet is is a virtual thing. Now they have the media company. They win. Well, I mean, they have Pan. They have the the brick and that they have the brick and mortars for Penn. Okay, so that's the that's the that's where they have it. But, okay. the, but I mean, like that's here in Vegas is is the prime example. We've talked about this before. Like they have the M Casino, which is Penn National's casino property, and it's somebody else. It's William Hill. They're the ones who run the book. They're not even. That's got to change. It's got to change. I mean, if you're going to be taken seriously, you got to operate here in Nevada. You got to make ESPN Bet legal, and you got to have a book in the property you own that says ESPN Bet. Either, excuse me, either they don't have a book or they have their own book. Like at some point, I would assume they're maybe letting that contract run out at the M. I mean, I worked there when it was CG and we were a third party, but that was an independently owned. Penn came in and bought it, changed everything. Mm. And most people will tell you it wasn't for the better. Um, not just in a book, I mean, in general, right. with the employees and the different things. And they got Caesar slash William Hill in there. The book is an afterthought. It is. That place was the hub of activity in this city for a good three to four years. Like it was booming. Everyone in the world had somebody 
coming in there and betting and doing stuff. Now things went sideways fast. And right. Again, if you need to read up on that, you can Google CG gaming scandal or whatever word you want to use bust. And, and you'll read a lot of stuff. Um, if they're going to have a presence here, they got to get a license here. How to get a license here? Well, they can get a license here. It just has to go through the process. Penn has to want it. Penn's already licensed here in Nevada to be a gaming operator. So getting a sports book license won't be difficult. That will be that will be pretty they quick. They don't want to run it. They don't want to run it. Right. And, and I think that that's a very big sign as to what actually is going on here. If Penn doesn't actually want to operate a book in the property they own here in Nevada. So it's the same question going on with Boyd. Boyd doesn't want to really run their own book here. That's why they're giving FanDuel the chance to do their odds. Like, hey, FanDuel, you do that. We'll handle the risk, but you run the book, and we don't have to worry about that. So that's why FanDuel now, if you go, if you want FanDuel odds, go to Boyd here in town. You can play Boyd. It says FanDuel on the ticket. When you get a ticket printed out, it says FanDuel on it. So th th that's one way of doing it. I think also Addison's got a point here, not on NHL team total prices, but just prices. Like if you want to make, if you don't want to spend a lot of money, if you if you don't want to really be somebody who is giving away free money and free bets, you can do what the South Point does, have the best prices. You know, be price sensitive and find the price sensitive shopper that somebody wants a better price, a better payout on certain picks, plays, and you know, props and parlays. Be the best marketplace, you know, be the discount consumer, you know, person that's gonna go shop around for the best price. That and I think people really respect when you let them tell you when they want to bet instead of barraging them with push notifications, emails. I mean, you have that email, you know, yeah. you went back east, you got bombarded with emails. It turns some people off, you know, and it doesn't turn me off. It doesn't turn me on, though. Like, I don't get excited. Right. Every morning. Every morning, literally every single morning since I have been gone out of a Caesars legal state, which is Connecticut, Massachusetts. I don't think I got it in Maine, but I got it in Connecticut and Massachusetts. I get an offer to come back. I get a 25, I get a 25 buck free bet because I put it on my UNLV account. I didn't use my, my I didn't use Are my own account every day, every day, every single morning. $25 for 50 buck, this 25 buck, that every single day to in my inbox, every single day, bang, 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 bang. And that just, you know, I think that that will go away. People had a big reaction when I said legalization is, you know, a, a federal law is going to come into place here. I get that there's going to be government in intervention into the gaming industry and people went all bonkers. And I had a long talk with Robokowski at, uh, at, 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 at media week and media row. He used the clip in one of his stories and he said, you're right. He goes, the, the, no one wants to admit this. The industry doesn't want to admit that this is, this is happening, but this is happening. They are hearing, you know, guys who are on the beat of covering laws in gaming. No, no one's going to get a tax rate law passed in America, but they're going to regulate the number of advertisements in the way you can advertise in the way you can send out those emails. That's going to get policed. That's going to change in a very, you know, one to two years. That's going to change. Yeah, well, there's there's too many ads now. People know it. People are saying it. They can't do anything about it yet because the companies are paying for it and the stations and everybody are, are taking the money. That's fine. Did you watch the 60 Minutes piece? I haven't seen all of it. I've only seen the four-minute like sizzle reel of it. I haven't seen the full. I watched it this morning. Right. The amount 
of information that these companies get if you click that email is unreal. Mm -hmm. They had a guy talking about how they're basically data collection companies disguised as sports books. 93 points of data on a user when they log in, they get. And he showed this list. I was actually a little bit freaked out by it, to be perfectly honest. I was like, man. So they know when to get you. They watch your play. And if you play on the casinos, it's a hundred times worse. Yeah. Because, you know, they know what games you played and they hit you with this offer, that offer. You could just be sitting there or whatever and bored. You get these offers you're in. It's a very intrusive thing. And then we had Bill Miller was on it. Right. He was on this. Right. He was on a 60 minutes piece. He was sitting on our set uh, the other day and he got bumped for somebody. But Bill was explaining how, you know, the phone is an addictive thing anyway and how gambling can become even more addictive. And what he said, I don't know if I necessarily agree with, but the way he said it, it was like, well, what, what are you doing? It's like the uh, surgeon general telling you smoking's bad. Like what, what's going on here? I mean, the AG is not responsible for any of that, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, it's, they, they're up, they're a, a PR firm for the industry. Like they're trying to spin everything positively, but they, they know the world that they live in. Like, you know, people who work in alcohol know that people drunk drive drunk and kill people. Like they know that, but it's right. trying to limit it, trying to make it safer so everyone who doesn't have a problem can keep doing it without the government coming in and saying alcohol is going to be illegal. Right. So I, I get the you're you're trying to straddle that line as being honest about what your product is, but also recognize that you need to make sure that it stays legal. <laughs> yeah. Everybody and everybody can can wind up doing it. Yeah. Uh, before we get to what happened last night, I have a surprise for you. You ready? Can't wait. I'm ready. You need to put the listening glasses on for this. Um, I don't know if you need the listening glasses or not, but we're going to go to uh, snowy and very cold New Jersey <laughs> to find what the out hell? what is Kylie up to. Look at the snow. You shoot. So much snow. <laughs> this so was my snow. favorite thing about today. This yeah, is yeah I figured I'd crash the party today. Well, <laughs> uh, about this, I hope all of your teammates. Are watching. Somebody's no. watching. No, no. not watching. No. <laughs> Kai, I was. I had this all planned. I got notes here written <laughs> out. Tell the people you saw someone plowing a sidewalk for the first time ever, and sent us a picture that said, "What the hell is this?" I did. I didn't even know sidewalk plows were a thing, actually. So the little one, right? The little, yeah. the, the little yeah. guy. Yep. <laughs> it, it looks yeah. like a toy. It, it doesn't look real. You're like, what is that? I did actually, and it was the first time I've actually seen snow fall. So that was kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah. At twenty, years how old, cold first is it? Time actually seeing. Um, snowfall. I think it's like thirty-five right now, but it's All really right. it's like a weird cold. Like it's not like that cold. Right, exactly. Yes, yeah. it's, the humidity keeps it feeling a little bit warmer. Yeah. So it's not that bad. Are you practicing today? No, we actually, this is my first ever real snow day because last time I had a snow day was in Vegas and the next day it was sunny. <laughs> At least today's snow day, there's actually snow. <laughs> but yeah, no, we classes got canceled and practice got canceled. So wow. everyone, all the teachers, professors and everything are working remotely. And yeah. 
That's what, what the hell are you doing today? You got no classes and you got um, no practice. What the hell are you doing today, Kylie? I'm not doing nothing, actually. So <laughs> Yes. It's a snow day. Come on, Dave. You know snow days. Yeah. The, 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 the kick back, have fun in the dorm, and just do whatever you want, right? Yeah. They, the brigade wants to know, are you ready to move back? The, the, are, are, are you running away from no, New Jersey cold? No, it's actually not bad. Like, I actually really enjoyed the snow. I got up early today because I had to talk to someone about housing or whatever. So I got to see the snow, like, all morning. I got to see it stop, start. I got to see all of it. So, no, it was fun. <laughs> and some of my teammates snowman? actually built – they did. They built a snowman. Wow. Snow Angel? Have we they done did. that yet? They Uh-oh. did. I did I did that in Philly. I had enough of that. Okay. I wasn't getting my clothes all wet. <laughs> I didn't have the right clothes and they were all just in sweatpants getting their clothes wet. I couldn't oh, do it. That's the worst. Are you having yeah. a snowball battle? Um, Ooh. no, but some of my teammates said they were walking back from I think they were eating and then they were walking back and while they were making the snow angels, they just started throwing snowballs. So they had a mini, mini snowball fight. Have you ever gone sledding? No. Oh, that you may need to do that today. You need to cross it off the list. Go find the biggest hill on campus. Go grab a cafeteria tray and then go sliding down. Oh my! He's on softball, you idiot! Yeah. We can't have, have a get pass on that one. That's a that's a pass. That's a pass. <laughs> don't listen to that guy, please. Oh my god! So yeah, don't have those snowball fights either. Because if you're, I mean, your arm has been pretty loose now. You've been yeah. practicing and throwing. You might give someone a welt. If you really throw the ball, I don't. Or I don't need you doing that. No, so which coach so Phil soft. doing today? I don't know what he's doing. I don't think he's on campus today. He texted us. Well, we were told yesterday the classes got canceled, and he texted us this morning and said no practice. So bingo. P. Roll, can you explain to her how long that snow may be on the ground there? Um. So it's February the what? It's February thirteenth. Yeah. Um. You may see that till mid March. <laughs> What you may That's get a already month. kind of melting though. Like uh, yeah, but, but it's, it's going to snow grass. again. Though. Yeah, you'll get again, and then again, and then again, and it just kind of like to the point where because it never will get over like forty degrees, so it'll melt where the sun is, but then it will stay in the shade and it won't go away until like mid March, maybe even April, depending on how gotcha. the weather goes. It just becomes it this so, permanent dirty was, part of campus. It came out of nowhere. It was so nice last week. I was just in a t-shirt at practice. I didn't even have Under Armour on. <laughs> it was so nice. And then now it's snowing and 30 degrees again. So Winter has come back. February is always annoying too. Yeah. yeah. And February is the worst because by now, everybody on these coasts, you've had November cold, December cold, January snow, February snow. The worst is when it snows in April. That's when you're just like, really? Oh. Like, come on, man. Oh. Like, I can't, I can't do April. Because yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was born on April the 4th. So I always say, like, if it snows after my birthday, That's something bad. really is wrong. And it happened multiple times when I was growing up. So, well, it's... I needed to stop sewing so we can play some games. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of games, Kai, I know you watched the Super Bowl because huh. we were on FaceTime together, which was the first Super Bowl where we weren't in the same place, but you, I knew you were watching it. Starters, did you like the halftime? I really did. I yeah, I enjoyed it. And, and are you a big Usher fan? I mean, it was I mean good, well, right? so I didn't really know I was until he started singing the songs, and I didn't realize how many songs I knew. So, uh, well, that I'm I'm partly responsible for that because we've <laughs> yeah, probably sure. been listening Congrats. to that stuff Congrats. in the car, and you know, to go into practices and and pregame and stuff. Are you good with the Chiefs winning? Because your little sister is really mad. I mean, I called it originally. I said I wanted the Niners to win, but the Chiefs were going to pull it out. I mean, yeah, you're right. So. 
You're right. Well, that's, um, I mean, you have a future in uh, sports gambling <laughs> media. We teach you the numbers and you can do this. You well, you made my day, both of you. I, 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 I you well, literally you know, was my th- favorite thing Jessica. about today. So, yeah, did, thanks, Jess, because that was just, Jess is doing, saying, send it to Kylie. She wants to come on the show today, so send her the link. Well, listen, okay. uh, you have an open invitation. If you I have much use to see you every day, I miss yeah. you so much. You have my number now, so whenever this you is, want, go ahead and send a text. Hey, I want to go talk to Dad. Yeah. Okay. So we got to get the teammates on and Coach Phil. Oh, you know, oh, we, can, we can have Let's him on. Let's do that. Kai, do you like this hat? Seriously, do you like the noggin? Do you like it, the big one? No. <laughs> Thank you. That's a little bit much. Yes. <laughs> it, it makes its second appearance on the show. It's a little or much. Third. It's a oh, little much. Oh, just oh, a oh. just a touch. Damn it. Just, well, thank just, you for joining the show, Kai. That was great. Kylie, thank you. Stay warm on the East Coast. We'll talk to you soon, all right? See ya. See ya. Love Kylie, you. big consig joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That was outstanding. So Literally, my favorite thing about today was my, my oldest daughter sending me pictures this morning at the crack of dawn going... What, what the this? hell is happening right now from her <laughs> dorm? The snowfall. Oh, it's then- coming down hard. It was coming down really. New York is coming down really hard in New York and New Jersey this morning. Yeah, they got six inches pretty quick. It was it, it was fast. Yeah. And then, you know, she's like, we have a snow day. Like she yep. was updating us. And yep. I was laughing. I'm like, Jess, she has a snow day. She doesn't even know what to do, which is funny. But the best one was the picture of the guy driving on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, the mini one. Yeah. With mini the mini plow. plow. She goes. <laughs> Oh my God, what is this thing? It is so cool. I'm like, what are you, how did you think they get the snow? Yeah, but those are, I mean, those are kind of like you see snow plows in shows and movies and whatnot. You don't actually see that little tiny like Tonka toy thing that kind of just like goes in. It looks weird. It looks like a toy. It doesn't look right. You're like, what the hell? It's a one seater for one person who can barely get in and out. And he's just like there just to, you know, get the sidewalk going. It's a very much like a college campus type of thing, like not everywhere has those things right big cities have them we don't have them here in vegas we don't have plows here in vegas so no not even like a question on that so no no i mean we we went driving um you know i i i went driving on sunday up into the mountains and there's like legitimately feet of snow Oh yeah. Up on the mountain. Like like feet yeah. and feet of snow here. Like we got a ton of snow. The avalanche. Have you seen the video of the avalanche on Mount Charleston yet? I have not. That video is some of the scariest. Like you don't think this is 30 minutes from Las Vegas up on Mount Charleston, the avalanche with buried humans in it. it literally they had to claw six people out of it who were caught in it. Looks like something you would see like in New Hampshire or Maine in like a typical mountain range. Like you have to like remind yourself like this is Nevada. People were skiing. A guy goes, what the hell is that? And they're, daddy, what's that sound? And you just see this gigantic wall of snow come straight down like 15 feet from where they were standing. And I was like, my goodness Always gracious. Always worst fears like of going skiing and snowboarding and stuff and being yeah. there and going, you're done. That's it. It's a wrap. Like I, if you see one of those coming, you got nowhere to go. I said, oh, I'll have to watch that. Yeah. So Lee Canyon, yeah, at the Lee Canyon Ski Resort. Yep, it was it was bad. Lee Damage Canyon, was yeah, done. Yeah, right. it was. That's, I'm 15 minutes away. Right, you can you can almost like see it from where your house, where the. When I walked was. that way up the hill, yeah, I can see it. 
and I've taken a bunch of pictures. Kylie's really big into the photography. She always has been. So, and I always was too. I I was the the nerdy kid that took oh, the, me too. Yeah, the the big camera to the Penguin games. Right. My mom and dad were like, "What are you doing?" I said, "I just want to take pictures of the game." So I'd sit in the seats and take the pictures and do all that stuff. You see these pictures. This looks different. Like this winner has looked different than a lot of winners here. It's so pretty. Oh, it's, it's so amazing. pretty. It, oh. I mean, it's here, and I'm so glad that for the the entire week of the Super Bowl, people were like, "What's the deal with the snow?" <laughs> and I was like, "That's Vegas. Like, we have a ski yeah. resort 30 miles from my house. Yeah, like we have so many cool things to do because you literally can go, you know, an hour to the south, and you're in Death Valley. You're in the Mojave Desert." <laughs> Where you go 30 miles to the north and you're on Mount Charleston and you're 8,000 feet up yeah. <laughs> and you're getting into, you know, it's cold. It's, it's much colder. The best thing to do in the summertime here in Vegas is to go on top of Mount Charleston. It's 30 degrees cooler and go up on a cookout. Fantastic. And I do a mountain line all the time. Get out of the heat for the afternoon. Yeah, it's so oh, fun. It's awesome. So like there's so many cool things about living here that people who just think, ah, Vegas is the strip. Nah. Like if you actually get off the strip, the best parts of Vegas aren't actually on the strip. Correct. And it's and the most fun right. things, the best restaurants, the best bars, the things to do is it's when you come here, it's sensory overload on the strip. But if you have time, like I saw a couple of media members got into a rental car, a rental Jeep, and they went to Zion. And I was like, that's brilliant. Like, take the day, go to Zion, go up there and check out the national park. Because it's stuff that you may never, if you're an East Coast person, you have no clue what Zion really is like until you go there. And then you're like, holy crap. Zion is just like the show. You can describe it, Ooh. but you don't know what it is until you watch it or see Fair. Fair. Because I heard about Zion for a number of years. Yeah. And we never were able to go because the kids were playing softball. We never had the opportunity. Right. And we had a tournament up in Utah, and we booked an extra day to just go to Zion. Yeah. And we hiked and walked around. It was, I mean, it was breathtaking. For Did you do either hike? That seen that? The Narrows of the, or, or, or Heaven's, Heaven's, what is that called? I forget what the names are. But, but yeah, I, I, I the was, Narrows I want to do like really, really soon. And the other one I'm, I'm like, I can't do it because Madeline can't, is old, not old enough yet to be able to hang on to those, to the, you have to literally walk holding onto chains. <laughs> it's really yes. dangerous. It's really dangerous. So she, and we didn't really older. know that. Like yeah. we did one where we were like Kendall was, I believe she's 10 now. Angels landing. Thank you. Did it? Yes. Angels landing. Angels Thank landing. You. Yes. yes. That hike it is was, it's spectacular. The pictures and, and the time we spent together, it was great. I mean, if that was close, I'd go every day just do the walk there. Like you so, felt different up there. Oh, it's, it's so funny. I'm reading this. I'm reading this book called the comfort crisis now. And it's, there's a book. It's amazing, but there's a study that, that, that they talk about where if you're outside in nature for 20 minutes without any technology in your ear or in your eyes, your brain starts to repair itself in 20 minutes. That's your body you need. I all, love that. That's all you need is 20 minutes in nature. The They put things on people's brains. Just the looking at green, either trees or bushes or whatever, just looking at something green for 20 minutes. There's actual legitimate medical help to your body by doing it. I was like, damn, that's crazy. It's only 20 minutes. Like 20 minutes a day is nothing. Like go outside, go for a walk for 20 minutes. It can help like save your life. You elongate your life just by doing that little bit. 
to detox your brain from this and this and this and this and <laughs> everything else that we got that totally poisons ourselves. It's wild. All the kids that like when I, I tell Madeline that, that oh, I, I used to just say that every day. I said, you know, guys, just standing on his field and coming yes. and standing in the outfield is therapy. And they're like, Coach Dave, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know. I don't read it in no book. I just know sure. for me, I feel better being out here with you guys. We stretch in the grass. We do all this stuff. I, this is this is my relief, you know, because it's all true. we do is stare at screens and hear yep. noises and all this other stuff. Peaceful. Oh man, it was that, that. It takes twenty minutes. It, it's all it takes just to just to get yourself grounded and to help your brain start to detox from all the nasty shit that we put into it all the time, which it. is just poison, 20 poison, minutes. poison, poison. It's all you need. 20 minutes a day. It's all you got to do is, is get out and do that. All right, let's get to last night. Uh, Bill Self ejected for the first time in his career last night. KU got absolutely torched at Texas Tech. McCullers didn't play, so that was a big thing for KU. But my gosh, you can't win in the Big 12 on the road right now. I mean, it's impossible. <laughs> no matter where you are. Win. They got smoked. They got I turned smoked. the game off. Yeah. Um, you know, after we got off in game live, I really couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. I needed right. that, but I woke up and saw it. he got ejected for the first time. Was was he justified or was that just the show for the team? I think it was just we can't we've lost at West Virginia, we've lost at Iowa State, now we've lost at Texas Tech. I, I think that was just like to show his team how pissed off he actually is at the way they're playing on the road. Like they are right. unbeatable. They crushed Houston, the number one team in the country. Blew him off the court at Fog Island. Shot 70% for the game. At home, KU was great. The problem for KU, they don't play the national championship tournament, the NCAA tournament in Lawrence, Kansas. Right. So they're going to have to play, learn how to play somewhere else besides playing at home. Is that something like you would cross them off the list for the futures? I haven't bet them for that reason. I can't, yeah. I can't trust them. I, I think KU is massively overrated. And I'd be the Big 12 tournament would tell us a lot. If they go in there in the, I think it's in KC again, but if they go to Kansas city and they clean up and they win the whole thing easily, then all right, maybe I'll buy into, they can go on a, on a neutral and beat some people of, of real quality. But right now, KU would, I mean, really everybody though, Kentucky worries me. Kansas worries me. Like everyone worries me. There's nobody. Houston worries me. There's nobody that I'm looking at going like, that's a dynamite team. Purdue got, has a seven foot four mountain. That's the only difference I see with Purdue. Right. Right. Got a guy that you don't see. You know, Zach Eady hit his first three over the weekend. The kid's shooting jump shots at seven foot four. Put it in a poll. First poll of the day for the people. We just got an influx of people. Thank you guys for being here again. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Leave a comment. If you want a hat, leave a comment on the YouTube channel as well. A lot of those, by the way. And like I saw seven. that. I saw that this morning. So we'll get that coordinated. Listen, we got work to do. We got a live show March 19th and March 20th from Resorts World. We want as many of you to be here as we can. We have accommodations to watch the games together and watch us do the show, talk to us, hang out. That's the plan. Put it in a calendar. Start looking at flights Thursday and Friday. We'll be at Resorts World doing a show, and we'll, we'll, we'll get that coordinated. But is Kansas making a Final Four, yes or no? Oh, I'm saying no right now. Their top five choice. Right yeah, I'm, now. Saying, I'm saying no right now. I'm sorry. I've seen it too many times. I was there in Oklahoma City when Ali Farouk Manesh knocked him out. I watched Bradley knock him out. I've watched Bill Self lose, lose way too many games. If they play a team beginning with letter B in the first two rounds, look out. That's bad news for them. 
Wait Bucknell. a second. They, what? what? What is that? If they, if they play a team with the letter B, look out. Bucknell, Bradley, um, Butler, they've all bounced KU early. All the Bs in Northern Iowa have all bounced KU early in the first two rounds. Letter B. Yeah, okay. KU can I lose in the that. first in the first weekend. Kansas absolutely can get bounced. There's no debate in my mind they can lose. But so can Kentucky. I mean, so can so many different teams. Look at someone in the chat just just went ahead and, and I'll, I'll I'll give you a shout out for this because there are some people who are really excited about what's going on about the Sycamores because for Hell the first yeah. for the first time since 1979, How about I'm that? two years old. Indiana State is ranked. The Sycamores are ranked. Wait, you were two in 1979? 70, yeah, I was born in 77. Yeah, I was two. I turned nine in 1979. It was one of the best years ever. I remember being wow. a kid in Pittsburgh looking at Larry Bird going, how is this possible? Like the Sycamores. Mm-hmm. I named my fantasy team the Sycamores the next year. Nice. My fantasy baseball team because I thought it was just a cool name. And um, Indiana State was baby blue too, weren't they? Aren't they? They're still baby. They're still baby blue. Yeah, they got a kid on. They they have a kid on their roster who wears these very strange goggles. Oh, he's a white kid with a very awkward large tattoo on his arm. He will be the face of March Madness. Really? If Indiana State makes a long run, and they very well could, they will. He will be the face. Of March Listen, Madness. A long run is the first weekend. You got to get through the first weekend and then get the stories and all the other stuff leading into Thursday, the second weekend. If they can do that, that would be fantastic. I love, love, love the stories that come out of the first weekend. When a team gets through the first two games, then you get to talk about them. I mean, I got a, I got a freaking St. Peter's hat. They're Since- calling it. They're calling this kid the college Jokic. Really? Hold on. I'm going I'm to put him on the screen because you have to see this kid. Because it's Covey says this kid is my idol. Avila. <laughs> this kid is it's interesting. I mean, he is like one of he will absolutely become the face of March Madness. If Indiana State makes makes a run and does anything in the dance. I don't even know this kid's name, but I've seen him like 15 times and I laugh. Robbie every time. Avila. Thank you. Big business. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. That's in our starting five right there, son. <laughs> Robbie Avila. Look at this kid. Are you kidding me? L- look at Lee. He's the Ricky Vaughn of college basketball. Damn yes. right. I like that. <laughs> yes. Robbie that's Avila. That. That's that's Robbie Avila. That's, right. that's that. That's the Sycamore and the Sycamore kid. Look at the, like, look how bad these tattoos are. Like, what is this? What are these tattoos on his arm? And he's wearing this crazy speckled, whatever you want to call it. But oh. this kid for Indiana state is going to be the face of college basketball. If they make a run, get ready for this kid to be everywhere. I love it. NIL money coming to the, I mean, like he's going to be, if they just win two games and they could, they win two games, if he makes it to the sweet 16, that's the final four for a mid-major. Look out. <laughs> it's possible. They have to win their conference P-roll to get in? I'm going to say yes. Valley's probably a one big league again. I mean, I guess maybe they could get an at-large, but uh, I don't know. Ken Palm does like them though. The, their, their numbers are decent, but I got to look at their, their, their 38th with Kempom. They lost to Alabama by 22 points on the road. Uh, their best Kempom win is yuck. 
Missouri State at 61. They got to win the conference. Probably right so. Now, before we dive any deeper, they got to win the conference. Yeah, they, Otherwise, it'll be a good story. D Stout 19, our guy just yeah, they lost like to Michigan, became an Indiana State fan. How about right? that? They lost to Michigan State. They lost to Alabama. They lost to Drake on the road. Those are the three losses. Their best win. They don't have a great win. They're, they, uh, I mean, they're, they're 22 and three. I mean, they're 22 and three. There's Chris Covey, our man, Mr. C. Yeah. Said they have no quad one wins. None. Here we go with the I don't quads. know quad two quads. wins. They're 20 in the net, but net doesn't matter anymore, CDW. They, 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 they've chucked that out. They don't go by those things anymore. So, I mean, it's, it's, if they lose to Drake in the conference final, they'll make it. Jimmy Jack, maybe. I mean, maybe. Depends on who's on the bubble, though. Depends who else is on the bubble. Again, I've seen it. I covered the Valley for literally nine years. Oh, more than that. I covered until the until Creighton went to the Big did East. Did they so, ever get two bigs yeah. while you were there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did four one year. Yeah, Valley's had tremendous success. You know, I, I was there when Missouri State was really good, when Northern Iowa was really good, when Wichita State was really good, when Creighton was really good. Like they've had really good stories. They've had really good teams and good years. Oh. It's just that this year they've lost a lot of the talent to other conferences. Right. You know, Loyola Chicago is not in this conference anymore. They went to the A10. So the Valley really, I mean, it's struggling. I mean, Indiana State's 22 and three. Drake is 20 and five. Bradley is 17 and eight. But as of right now, it's a one big league. I mean, they're 10th, according to Ken Palm, in terms of adjusted uh, overall schedule strength. They're behind the American. They're behind the A10. They're behind the Mountain West Conference. Oh. It's most likely a one big league. So right. right right now, it looks like it's going to be a one big league, maybe two. But you know, Bradley on the roads, their best win. I, yeah, I agree, Covey. That's not good enough. That's just that's just not good enough. That's They're gonna. So I don't know. I, I I hope they get in. It would be awesome if they do. Speaking of awesome, Wembyama last night had the most awkward triple double in a in a while. Right. He, he winds up going for twenty seven points. 14 rebounds, 10 blocks, and five assists in a blowout win over the Raptors on the road for San Antonio. It's a hell of a game. He's minus 600 to win the rookie of the year. It's over. It's Vince Carter over. Wembayama's your rookie of the year. As as advertised. Right? Unicorn. Like that was that was going in. Yeah. Should have won it. He cemented it now. That's it. I think it's fun. What is he going into the games dressed as, though? Like, what is he doing with this stuff? Have you seen this? He's French. Who knows? Who knows what he's doing? A mask over his face or something. I saw a picture of him. Like, what? What? I mean, it's it's awkward enough with him being seven foot four and walking in, but with a mask over his face and all those other things. I don't know. I like it though. I mean, I, I the league would like to see the Spurs have another quick. Come back, like, and be good again. Without a doubt, you know, without that would, a doubt, that would help the whole middle of the country, Texas Spurs, all that other stuff. It, listen, it's fun to see the young guys get some run. I by like. Way, by the way, Patrick Mahomes just called Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time. So we can stop that conversation now, please. He is the greatest quarterback yeah. of all time. So we can stop no now. Discussion. Thank, thank you. So even Mahomes agrees with me. So please stop. Everybody who wants to say Mahomes is the best ever. Thank you very much. Anyways, continue. Yes, please. Can't be the best ever when he's 28. He's still Fair. got half his career to do. Fair. Agreed. Agreed. 93% to 7%. 
Only 7% of the people so far in the votes have said KU is going to make it to the yeah. final four. I guess cross them off the list. Yes. That's why I haven't bet it. I have to cross it across the list. I, I can't. I can't. No, I can't buy it. It's it's just, it's too much. Uh, the end of the Knicks and Rockets game. We mentioned that our guy Jay Dow was there for this game for uh, the Rockets. It, it is rare to hear the referees admit that they got a call wrong. And that's exactly what happened after the game, which again, goes back to my point where I think referees should force be forced to talk to the media. But after the game, crew chief Ed Malloy said that in the live action, the referees believed that a lower body foul occurred on a jump shot at the end of the game by Jalen green, who got hit by a Nick player who didn't get hit by a Nick player. Like that didn't happen. There was not contact foul. Never should have been called. Quote, Malloy said, after seeing it during post-game review, the offensive player was able to return to a normal playing position on the floor. The contact which occurred after the release of the ball, therefore it's incidental and marginal to the shot attempt and should not have been called. Rockets won the game 105-103 thanks to the three free throws that were awarded. So what's the repercussions? None. Zero. Zip. Nothing. Whoops. Sorry. Listen, we got guys that are going to be watching a replay of this show later or listening to this show that are going to be having lower body fouls. I don't even know what a lower body foul is. What the hell does that even mean? You know, it's it's just contact. Jess, if you're watching the show, thanks for getting Kylie on lower body foul tonight. Get loose. What? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) I think she's watching the show. What are we doing? (laughs) She came on yesterday. She did. That was pretty exciting. She said that nobody paid any attention to her. Though. What do you mean? Who? I said In, the chat lit up. Yeah, when you know one paid attention love to her. when Mrs. Kinsig comes on. Yes, very much so. Yeah. I don't know. They definitely paid attention to her. But no I mean, body foul that didn't happen? Contact, What were they yeah. looking at? They thought they saw contact. They didn't, and a whistle got called. But now it's, whoops, sorry, we didn't. We got the call wrong. I, I mean, again, this is why referees, I think, have to be held to account. I think you need to have a post-game conversation with referees on camera every game. I've, I've said this forever. I, I want no repercussions. None. But that's why there would be repercussion if they actually had to sit there and answer the questions on camera. There'd be a penalty just on public shaming of, look, we're really sorry, New York. Sorry, Knicks. I mean, you know, we didn't mean to give the game to the Houston, but we kind of did. We just gave it to the, we, you know, our bad. Sorry. One game can separate home court advantage. One game can separate in the playoffs versus out of the playoffs. Like there's so many things where one game well, can I determine mean, so much. It is, but it's like the gambling, right? You would hope that it gives and takes. It, it, it evens you hope. out. Yep. You would hope. But, you would hope, but you don't know if that's going to happen. So it's, you know, problematic. Let's just call it that. It's problematic Problem. for, the, for the NBA. And it's, I admit, that I liked when the referee, when Emily said it, I was like, okay, that's good. I liked that they said, okay, we were wrong. Sorry. That's our bad. I like that versus some stupid idea of like, well, you know, this happened in some, you know, way of covering it up. They owned it. We were wrong. Sorry. Better than kind of denying way more respect for that. Yeah. Than, you know, s- sticking with a call that's wrong. Right. I, I used to talk to guys when I was coaching and, as soon as the guy said, I missed it, the conversation was over. Right. And I respected that guy more. Say thank well, you. The guy right. would adamantly go down that road and <laughs> <I didn't. laughs> stay. 
I, don't, I saw it like this. You're the only guy in the whole ballpark that saw it like that. Right. You know that, right? <laughs> like, ask her, ask him, ask the kids. They didn't get touched. You know, we used to have, like, tag plays. And the guy would say, he got tagged. I said, do you want me to go ask the kid if yeah. they got tagged? She ain't going to lie. If she lies, she gets punished. Mm-hmm. You can lie, and nothing happens. And my runner's out. Oh, those conversations. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Mm. Uh, the Phoenix Open got really rowdy this past weekend. We talked about it a bit last night on Sports Grid, but there is changes now coming to this event. Oh. PGA was not happy about the way this went down. Players were not happy. Chance Cosby, the executive director of the Thunderbird, which is the organization that hosts the Phoenix Open, told the Golf Channel on Monday evening that the tournament is already looking at ways to fix the issues that played plagued the largest tournament on the PGA Tour this year. Yeah, He said, quote, I think you will see a complete operational change of how we manage really our Friday and Saturday, but the entire week. <laughs> the players don't like what happened on Saturday. Our fans don't like what happened on Saturday. And so nothing is off the table. He admitted that they spent five or six hours on Saturday afternoon as the fans were, were starting to leave to brainstorm what changes needed to happen. You said that there won't be many changes. Do you think this is all lip service? Or could they really know. change after it? Talking, you know, after talking to Taylor yesterday on, on Sportsman, we had Taylor Mathis on who was down there and had friends that went. They said they stopped letting – I mean, they stopped checking tickets. They just let people yeah. in. Right. Well, word gets out fast. Hey, come to the Open. They just let people in and weren't checking wristbands and all that other stuff. So then they started drinking, and it got nuts. There's the juice in our chat right now. He said he was at the Open on Saturday, and people – at uh, at Greenscaper, were pissed that they stopped serving drinks at two p.m. Hundred for those GK GK passes, and then they stopped serving drinks at two. So they went to get the passes and the drinks, and then stopped. So that's why people got mad. They got to figure out. You know what? We might have to go back to the paper tickets. No. How about you just keep track of your patrons, like. You're serving, you're over-serving alcohol to people left and right. They're showing up, literally shotgunning beers outside the gates. They're coming in. They're all clearly wasted. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many you know, 50-year-old white guy dad fights I saw on social media from yeah. that. Just yeah. idiotic people, like guys rolling around in the mud, fighting. It was like... People went back to college. It felt like a bunch of 40-year-old guys got absolutely trashed and wanted to go back to being frat guys and getting into fights at a frat party and forgot that they were actually in public. People got in fight at apartment parties, too. Don't lump all the fraternity people into I'm one. just saying in general, like in college, you do stupid shit all the time in college when you're drunk. And that's what it looked like. It looked like a bunch of overgrown babies who can't handle their liquor who want to go and fight while there's a golf. I mean, it's supposed to be a golf tournament going on, not a party. It just, it's over. It's, it's spilled over what it was. It was a nice rolling boil of like this excitement of a, of a special environment for a PGA tour event. That This is not stuffy like a golf tournament is. And they left the, you know, the heat on for too long. And it over there was a moron who jumped into the bunker. Did you? Yes. It did. And did snow angels. Okay. Like, no yeah. amount of alcohol can fix that. Like, or stop. Like, what in the world would possess a guy to go, hey, man, watch this? Because I'm going to jump. Yeah. Because if, look at, okay, let's, Dave, we, we can relate to this. Okay. 
when you're in your 40s or in your 50s, we haven't had a throwdown night like that in a long time where I don't care if I get arrested. I don't care what happens. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want because I'm with my boys and watch what I'm going to go ahead and do. And you become never done that. Have you? No, but I know I've been with people numerous times. My friends have done it. I've been with people who have done it, who have done stupid things. After six or seven drinks, they go tapping on the shoulder and they go, watch this shit. And they go and do something nuts. And you're like, what are you doing? That's what that was. I watched those guys. I was like, man, they're just reliving that 21-year-old in them at some point. Because we're all in our brains. We're all, I'm maybe 46, but I feel like I'm 25. Right. You know, I I don't think I'm 46. I think I'm the same age as I was in college. And you, you just... Age doesn't equate the brain. The brain just keeps on clicking along until you think you, you can do whatever you want still. And you're, you know, shotgunning everything. Exactly, Stevie Mac. It's the tapping on the shoulder. You go, hold my beer. And then there you go. And then you, you just do something really stupid. That's exactly <laughs> what that was. Watching those guys last night, I was like, wow. Like, you all think you're 21 again. This is a whole throwback to college. But I didn't think that was right at 21 either. Like, so did I, but it happened because you didn't care about the repercussions. You didn't care what happened. I'm 21. What are are you going to do? I'm a kid. It's, they just went back to that mindset because it became group think everyone. Taylor told us that a girl fell off the banner, fell 10 feet to the ground and they poured alcohol on her. Well, they didn't go to help her. They were dropping beers on her head. Yeah, this is this is a general problem. Period. <laughs> like, this is this is not like I, you know, my first reaction would have been to get to the girl. And you right. would say, "Can you get up? Not pour beer on her, you idiots!" Like, it's just it's. I saw it when I was there the last time I went, and me and brother Smoke went. And he's a golfer. I was a golfer. You know, we couldn't wait to go every year. I literally walked there. I lived right around the corner from the course. It messed up your life yeah. every for a week, once a year. But I, I didn't have to pay to park. We got a pass and went. There was no grandstands. We just walked the course. <laughs> and that 16th hole became a little bit of a party. And I remember telling him the last year I went, this is going to get crazy. They're just, it's a license to act like an idiot. Yeah. On a golf course. Yep. And it's groupthink. You think I'm going to, with the masses, no one's going to get in trouble. Right. We're all going to do it together. And that's just, now you you have to make some real choices because if, again, if I'm like the juice and I spent $600 for my pass and you tell me at two (laughs) o'clock, I can't drink anymore. I'm like, yo man, what's going on here? Like I, I, this is ridiculous. I showed up at 1030. (laughs) I can drink for like what? Three hours. And then you take my money and saying, you know, you're SOL. Yeah. I either want the money back or I want the booze, but I'm not leaving until I get one of the two. Right. Right. That's what somebody probably was like saying, but I mean, think back to being 20 and being stupid. Like I went to so many Penn state games and saw so many things and so many other games and events and things the danger, like the repercussion or whatever of disappointing my mom and dad, like having to call my dad or mom, even worse was my mom and say, Hey, I'm in jail. <laughs> I, I dove in the bunker at the Phoenix open. It made a, snow angel. <laughs> or a, a, a sand angel. They would have said, you got the wrong number. Mm. Enjoy jail. We'll see you when you get out. Like it would have been an embarrassment forever. So you always have to, I don't like people lose that. They don't, they don't have that. Like, I can't believe 
If I would have, one of my friends would have done that, I don't know what I would do. I'll want to bail them out in two seconds. I've, I've bailed my friends out of worse. <laughs> bailed one person. We had to bail one person out of jail. Or, That's it. You know, out, oh, in, wow. In Good for you. Yeah, we had, I, I had multiple though when I, I moved. Regular, I have a regular a regular appearance, but I had definitely more than one. I knew where the drunk tank was. How about that? <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody had to describe where to go for the drunk tank. You would just call me and say, "Yo, I'm in the drunk. I'm in the I'm in the tank. You come get me." Yep, I'll be there in 20 minutes. <laughs> come down. Really? Oh yeah. A lot of my friends still had dumb stuff. Oh, my, my, but see, my friends did dumber things. It's funny. Like I did dumb things in college. My friends did dumber things when I was in Omaha. I was in my late twenties. We did stupider things then I did in college because we had money, and that was so we, <laughs> we were dumb and had money. Stupider? Oh, it was more. Yeah, more stupid. Stupider no, stupider is a word. word. It is. Madeline always. Madeline tells me stupider is a word. Look it up. It is. Jeez. Did stupider things? Yes, it's a word. Uh when I was in my late twenties, because I had the money to afford to, to do dumber things, then I got myself in worse places when I was in my late twenties. I, I was in my for you know, 20 months or whatever it was down in Curacao, I was afraid of <laughs> getting in trouble there. That's different though. You could wind up in a ditch and nobody would know. <laughs> nobody would know. Yeah. I, I mean, my, my stint in the Dominican, I didn't leave the apartment except for one right. day. Like, right. I, cause I was like, I could be done, done forever. Yeah. And, and nobody, I would, nobody would find you. <laughs> if they threw me in jail, so you get one phone call, I didn't even know how to dial out. Like, you know, <laughs> six different buttons to get an outside line. So I don't know if I got scared straight at a young age or what, but I, I never did that stuff. I just never had a desire to do it. Yep. I agree. Money makes Vegas it, it makes it two people out of jail. Yeah. It makes it, it makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> See Vic, I'm with you. I'm the one that starts the mosh pit. Yep. Me too. I got hurt. <laughs> me, too. Yep. me too. Yep. <laughs> me too. No, I'm the same way. Uh-huh. I, I agree. I got really hurt. You were that guy at the concert, P. Rolls? Yeah, 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 I got hurt, hurt. I told you that. I told you this story. I almost died. I flatlined the night that I dislocated my shoulder. I stopped breathing. <laughs> flatlined. All my friends in the room <laughs> flatlined. They gave, they gave me too much of that sedative. Stopped my whole body. Stopped my, my breathing, everything. It was e. <laughs> My friends were like, I woke up, I was like, what's going on? Everyone was white. They're like, you just flatlined. I was like, what do you mean you just flatlined? I was like, shut up. They're like, yeah, that was, yeah, really scary. They all came running in. You idiots. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Thank but God. hey, when you hear Tessie and you're in Omaha and the Red Sox just won the World Series, something comes over you. <laughs> <laughs> you just go crazy and go into the pit and then you get lit up in the pit, which is exactly what happened to me. I got lit up. It was fun though. Very, very fun. All right. Basketball games tonight. Uh, Marquette is at Butler. This number is four. Screaming number to watch out for the favorite here. Yeah. This is dog or nothing if you're going to play this game. I'm so, I, I'm so biased because we had Butler against Creighton, right? Yep. I watched a lot of that game. It was on a Friday night. It was an isolated game. And I thought, how is Butler so bad? Like, how are they not better? They they should be better. They played great. Mm-hmm. All that being said, I think I would take Marquette. So Marquette has covered every game since the middle of January except one. And that was a 13-point win against DePaul. This is why I bet Marquette to win it all. Right. Seven straight wins straight up for Marquette. 
They won on the road at Georgetown by 35. They won out on the road at Villanova by five on the road to Paul by 13, but didn't cover one by one against St. John's on the road. They've been road warriors or five, five and one, but they're eight and four ATS in the big East conference. I like Marquette. I'm not betting this game. It scares the hell out of me. I would only, I would actually, I was on wager talk this morning with mm-hmm. Teddy covers and he says, if I'm playing, I'm laying. Ooh. I, I, this would be the only way I'd play this. This, I feel like this is, a, this is one of those ones where the, the home dogs have been so good. Yeah. That it looks too easy. I'm like, nah, four is good. Just click refresh. It's four and a half pretty much everywhere. Oh, I don't wow. know. That's a hard game. I'm not betting it, but I I would I lean towards Butler. They're four and one over their last five ATS. They beat Providence by three, but didn't cover. It was a six point number. They beat beat Villanova by seven. They they lost to Creighton, but they covered. They lost. Sorry, they beat Creighton and covered. They lost to Connecticut by nine and covered. Mm. These guys as dogs are dangerous. Put that in the have the people vote on that. The college basketball hoop junkies are still here. Thank you guys again for being here. Marquette minus four, Butler plus four. Who you got? Vote on it in the poll. Again, that's one of the benefits of watching the show live is you can vote in the polls and see the results. All right. I will vote right there. I just did. It's great. I love that feature. I missed that while we were doing the live shows. True. On the, yeah. Uh, right. On Radio on Row. Radio Row. Yep. It was, you know, the live chat and the live polls instantaneous results are good yeah, um i'm with Joe Thomasek yeah. just said matt can you give us all your futures again i'll yeah, we'll do it later i'm not going through all of them again we'll do this later everyone can literally has been I, I literally get asked this every single day dress me crazy you, yes North literally Carolina, every marquette arizona and creighton creighton done yes here you done. go there you go tonight unc on the road against syracuse you ain't gonna force me into taking syracuse are you I'm not forcing you to do anything. <laughs> I know, but like, no way. You can do I love want, the baby but... blue. Uh, I'm all in with this North Carolina team. Um, North Carolina's legal. Like talking to some people about some stuff in North Carolina. I'd love to go to North Carolina. It's an awesome state. It's yeah. so good. It's such a fun state. I spent so much time there. I didn't spend enough time there. When I was working for Thomasville Furniture, I got to go twice a year. Nice. And we didn't get to golf. I, I drove by golf courses. I'm like, oh, play. It's so good for golf. It's so good. The, oh. the barbecue is the barbecue is unique. It, it's 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 a vinegar based barbecue sauce, so it's a little bit of a different type of taste than I prefer. You make these generalities like it's all the same sauce because it is. It's no, not. It, Alabama barbecue sauce is molasses based. North Carolina barbecue sauce is vinegar based. Same with Kansas City barbecue sauce. It's mostly molasses based. It's just it's it's the base in which they start the barbecue sauce with. It's just really? if it's if it's North Carolina barbecue sauce, that's what it is. So it's a little bit of a tangier taste. Like I prefer the Texas. I prefer like the more of like the spicy barbecue sauces. Okay. So that's why I kind of prefer the Southern more more to the South than North Carolina and Kansas City for that matter too. But yeah, I make generalities, but generally speaking, that's where their sauces are, are North Carolina barbecue when they say North Carolina barbecue. But the wood that they smoke the meat with is really, really flavorful. So it's I'm a big fan of that. But like I spent tons of, I mean, I went to Fayetteville all the time, Asheville all the time, you know, obviously Charlotte a ton, uh, Duke, you know, go to Durham, went to Chapel Hill. Um, not I've not spent much time at Wake Forest. That's I've been I've been to NC State, Duke, and North Carolina a lot. I, I haven't been to Wake all that much. I went once, but I love that state. I mean, I love, I love South Carolina and North Carolina. I just, I, I love that region of the country. 
but a little college basketball tour. I think maybe we could do a little oh, BBB, get some some college basketball. If I, but if we're doing that, we're doing college football though, because college football just I love college basketball, but the college football tour that needs to happen. I need to working relive. on it. Working to, on that too. I need, Don't worry I need about to relive. That. I need to get an RV and go and, and and go and do it as an adult and go and just have have the experience. Me, you, and TJ need to just go around the south. I want nothing more to go around the south with guys that actually know the south. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be, it'll be me going, and TJ. I'm not going by myself. I no, 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 no. Right no. now, get, get an RV hard. and we, you know, go to go watch cocky play in South Carolina. Go watch what? Cocky. Oh, cocky. The mascot. Oh, it's his name, cocky. <laughs> I, I heard it, but I didn't think of that first. I thought of something else. Yeah, South Carolina mascot. About inches earlier. Snow yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh-huh, yeah. You know, yeah. Go yeah. Cox, right? Yeah. <laughs> the best right. hat. It's the best hat ever you can wear on TV and nobody can get mad at you. <laughs> it's great. I'm laying it with Carolina. That's it's going to be ugly. Way. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be just like Duke last night. It's going to be a free throw here, a layup there, a three-pointer at the buzzer. This is not going to be easy. So if it was 10, it's a pass, right? Probably so, yeah. You can't – I don't so, – so, like, that's one of those things. This is a perfect opportunity for the in-game betting, boys. It girls. is. Like, if you're not comfortable laying the eight, don't. Right. Just wait. You can lay less than eight probably during the game. Yep. And if you're watching it, and you're not ready to jump in at when it's minus four and Syracuse is playing good in the first half, you can wait. That's the, it's changing the way I had this discussion with someone this morning, the difference between pregame betting and in-game betting. Mm-hmm. I love the in-game stuff. I don't have to do anything, but I can kind of not pick my number and you can alt line stuff. Now. I mean, what about teasing? What's your opinion on teasing college stop. basketball? Stop. Just don't agree. Do don't do it. Not fish killer, it. fish killer, third seventy three. He's mean, right about. Listen, I'm on both games, both favorites, so you can not, do it. I wouldn't recommend it. All Agreed. right, I I don't advise doing it because most of the time, it's not worth it. Like you're laying, and you got to hit two games. Right. You take a shot with on a two both. game parlay. Right. So. Syracuse has only covered two times since they lost on the road to Carolina by 36 points as 12 point dogs got housed. They went to Pitt and they covered the one by 11 and six and a half point dogs. And they won at home against NC state. But after that, they lost to They haven't covered against Miami, Florida state, Boston college, wake forest, Louisville, or Clemson. No. So two times in over a month for them not to cover. I just don't think Syracuse can keep up. I think the defense for North Carolina is going to be the difference in this game. Although Carolina has only covered once in their last four games, and that was against Duke. So that's the one little like fear factor here. Is there is there a letdown possibility here? No, because they just they, they lost to Clemson at home. They went against Miami on the road, and they barely won that game. They won by three as four point favorites. And they crushed Syracuse. I mean, Syracuse. I don't think Syracuse scores enough against the Carolina defense. That's I, I. I just. It's a home game, though. It's always really scary. It's just. I like Carolina a lot this year. I like them on the road, and they've already played Syracuse once, and they crushed them. So I think they win the game by ten. You you asked me about ten. I think it's a ten point win. That's right. Like it's going to fall. We were doing the show live, and again, we'll be doing it live tonight. And there'll be some late game. Game left. will be over, but watch. Um, by the time we start, this one will be over, but yeah. there's, there's a couple games yep. late that we'll be talking about. 
some people had some fun sweating that with us. You, you called it six, seven, or eight, and the game fell eight. It's so fun. Yeah, this game will fall. In my mind, this game will fall eight, seven, eight, seven, eight, nine. This game will fall. So North Carolina can't be upset tonight. I don't believe so. I, I, I mean, Syracuse has real problems. They no. got a bunch of injuries. They don't have, they don't have great depth, and I just think the defense for Carolina is too good. It's yeah. a bad matchup. CBW is one of our biggest fans. I love that guy. He's tweeting at us. You you point out stories to me that I miss. I love yes. it. You put the period in front of both of us so everybody gets to see it. Thank you for doing the good work. No snow up in Syracuse today. No mm-hmm. shot for the orange today. Agreed. Iowa State's on the road at Cincinnati, and they are a road dog in this game. Iowa State, number nine on Kempom right now. This is a one-point win for the Cyclones, according to Kempom. Cincinnati, man, they lost their last home game to Houston, 67-62. They've lost two of the last three. They beat Tech on the road. They lost to West Virginia, 69-65. Syracuse, sorry, I mean, Cincinnati needs this game. They're 15-8 and overall. They're 4-6 and in the Big 12. The number says bet Cincinnati though, right? Complete toss up. I don't know what this says. I really well, have no idea. This is a hard, this is one of the hardest games. So the Bearcats are ranked are, team and not like, yes, it yeah. says Cincinnati, but eesh. eight and seven Cincinnati at home. ATS seven and three in the big 12, same record for Iowa state seven and three in the big 12, seven and three over the last 10, Four and five on the road, ATS for the Cyclones, 12 and two at home. They're a different team on the road, but they've covered four of the last five. Actually, five, sorry, five of the last six games they've covered. One game they didn't cover was that ridiculous three at the buzzer that KU hit. That they, won the, they won the game, that but was I was laying it. Game. Yes, yeah. I was laying it four. I was laying Amazing it. Stuff we remember. They won by four. They should have won by, you know, they should have won by seven. They said they won by four. I didn't cover that. So they've been cyclones have been red hot, whether it be on the road or at home. My first lean was to bet Iowa state, but I'm not betting it. Yeah. I have no idea. Good game to watch. Good game to watch. Uh, Only one game that has ranked teams against each other tonight. Baylor laying seven against Oklahoma tonight. I am perplexed by Baylor, but they're at home. Laying a pretty big number. They're seven, four, and one ATS on the year at home, but they're only five, four, and one in the Big 12. Baylor's been very up and down, only covering two of the last five games. Lost to Kansas in their last game on the road, but they covered. Last two home games, they won both games, but did not cover, laying six and laying four to Tech and Iowa State. This feels like a win for Baylor, but not a cover. Right. Yeah. So I'm scared of the seven. Seems see heavy. The dog, see the dog coming down and looking at the lines uh, a couple of different places. Circus now at six and a half. One of the offshore joints is at six and a half that I look at. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, again, the number seven. I'd like to lay four in that game, right? <laughs> Baylor, you yeah. get a chance to lay four. That's the number. Right. I think they win. Um, I, I, I'm starting to look at the Big 12 and, and, and just trying to figure out. We had the poll already voted Kansas out trying to figure who's in like Rainmaker's been been listening to Josh Applebaum. I see unranked favorites against favorites, right? 70% decent trend. It is pretty good. 70%, 70% on that, but this one, 
Yeah, I think this is Baylor, myself. Okay. I'm not betting I, it. I don't want to lay seven. Yeah. I don't. All right. Well, how about Kentucky laying eight and a half against Ole Miss? There are All large, right. large rumors that John Calipari will be out at the end of the year. Out of college basketball or out of coaching and somewhere else? Losing, he he's now has lost three consecutive home games at Rupp for the first time in the history of Kentucky yeah. basketball. This game is at home against Ole Miss. It's a seven point number according seven point win according to Kempom. Games eight and a half. If they lose this game, man, I don't know. Chris Beard's really good. Ole Miss is a team that I, I in the, in the tournament they're not going to go deep deep, but they're going to take down somebody. Ole Miss. Ole Miss, is, Ole Miss is going to beat somebody. Right. I wouldn't. I would lay. I think this is a dog play. Although Ole Miss on the road versus Ole Miss at home, two totally different teams. Ugh. I mean, like dramatically different in terms of how they play, style of play, everything on the road this year. They are five and four ATS, eight and six at home, six and four, but straight up not good. Dog or pass? Yeah, I don't want to. Ten and Just four. Said Kentucky hasn't lost three in a row at home since 1967. Yeah, this will be four in a row. They lose this game to Ole Miss. It'll be four games in a row. Cal may not get out of the building. They lose this game. Stop! They're not firing Cal right now. Oh, does he go? If if he if he st- either quits or or gets fired, is he done in college basketball? No. Mm-mm. No. He'll, he'll 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 keep coaching. Where? It's a good question. I don't know where he would go. Man, I don't know. Where would Calipari make sense? Um, he'd make sense in the Big East. I mean, he'd make sense at like... uh it all started, come back to UMass? No, he'd never go back to UMass. My God. Wouldn't that be something? be awesome. I'd be in love with it. <laughs> I'd be Love him to go home, home. Well, the, Mull- the, Mullins, the Mullins Center is... No, Capel's been good for you guys. I wouldn't fire Jeff Capel if I was Pitt. Yeah, I, like, I like what Jeff Capel's been doing at Pitt. I, I, I would leave him. That would be something. West Virginia, he's from right there. I could see West Virginia in the Big 12. I could see him going to West Virginia. That wouldn't be crazy. So, I mean, that's if I was uh, West, if I was West Virginia, I'd be eyeballing that going, hey, throw the uh, a Brinks truck at him. If you can, come to Pitt, fire Capel. Rainmaker, I disagree. I like what Capel's done for you guys. Uh, one more before we let go of Sports Grid and Sirius XM. Uh, Indiana State tonight, the first time they're playing in a ranked game with them being ranked since 1979. And they're laying 17 points against Illinois State. Numbers absurd. 17. Whoa. But they've been covering big numbers. Numbers, in, The number is insane, but they've been covering big numbers. Avila. I'm going to have to get a pair of them goggles. Oh, the kid is, I mean, they shoot the lights out of the ball. I mean, they are, if you, if you like high quality offense, if you like teams that can really score, you're going to love Indiana State. John Schertz, I think is Josh Schertz, the coach, runs a really cool offense. This is an 18-point win, according to Kempom. <laughs> Number 17. That's tough. Indiana State at home this year is 9-1 ATS. Oh, Nine and one, but the biggest number so far this year has been 20 and a half against Valpo in their last home game. They won by 40. I thought about betting it. I'm serious. I thought about taking it and laying 17. I, I came really close to betting it. I'm surprised you didn't. The building's going to be hype. 
because I'm going to do it in game. I want it lower. Right. Give me, give me that's 10, awesome. give me yeah. 11, give me something that's workable. Like 17 that. is 17 is 17 points. It's just too many points. Way too many points. But they could run, they could house them fast. Where is Indiana State? What city? Uh, is in, sorry, hold on. You're going to kill it. It's in, um, Oh, why do you do this to me? I'm annoyed now. Indiana State is in Terre Haute, Indiana. There we go. Okay. Not far from Indianapolis? Oh, I don't know where Terre Haute is, actually. All right. We got a lot of Indiana people. I mean, this would be something, that, you know. Fade first half? I don't know, Rainmaker. I don't know if I agree with that. I get the point, though, that. Oh, you're frozen. Look at that. Got all the way to the end of the show, and you froze. Mikey Awesome gets you right there. Uh-oh. Snap I'm back. your fingers. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, you're back. All I'm right. Back. That's good. I'm, I'm back all on right. that. The Vegas Godfather making an appearance. Yes, he's wearing his Philly Godfather glasses. As we say goodbye to SiriusXM and SportsGrid, thank you guys for being here. We appreciate it. We got more picks and plays and thoughts, including better to book it on the other side. You get it when you stick with us, as you always should when you're live with us, because it's time for bonus time. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll rip through these next couple of games. Uh, Miami's at Milwaukee tonight, laying eight in the NBA. I have no fucking idea what to do with the NBA. No fucking <laughs> idea. Zero zip. I'm two and twelve. Let it fly, baby. BVB bonus time. You I'm, can say shit. I'm two and I'm two in I'm two and twelve betting in the NBA. I'm down ten units betting the NBA. That year. was funny. Uh, we were talking last night before uh, before you recorded the juice, and you hit the, you hit me with that. And you go, just like that. I don't know what the fuck to do with the NBA. Okay, I, I'm awful at it. I'm, what I'm, I, what I, I say? Great last year. I was, up, I was up 25 units in the NBA last year. Forget about 25 it. 25 units last year. I, I fucking couldn't miss last year in the NBA. I can't pick an NBA game to save my life right now. It, I, I feel some some solace because even Dave Mason from Bet Online today tweeted out, like, he said, in five words or one gift, explain what the fuck's going on with the NBA right now. And like, it, it, no one knows. I mean, even the bookmakers are like, what is going on? Like, there's no rhyme or reason. The games don't make any sense. Like, trends don't matter. Teams, even when they are, aren't resting players. Like, the damn Knicks, sorry, the damn Sixers were 10-point dogs last night and won the fucking game outright. Like, like, <laughs> like what is this? NBA is so impossible. Like, it's absolutely impossible. To bet the NBA. It is. I told you yesterday. I told everybody that I did shows with yesterday. Take the week off the NBA. Yeah. The all-star sure. break is Friday. They're going to do the game. You know, the, the dunk contest and the shootout Saturday. The all-star game Sunday. Mail it in. Just take it off the rest of the week. It's not worth it. It's probably what contributed to my stroke <laughs> when I was still in the restroom because fucking booking it was fucking terrible and nobody else would do it. So when I came back from West Virginia and he said, who's going to do the NBA guys dove under their fucking desks. Yep. I remember looking around the room going, where'd everybody go? Oh, <laughs> all right. I guess I'll do it. Well, you got to do the in game too. Oh, oh yeah. And I would just lose it. Like, there were weeks like this and nights like this where nobody knows shit, period. Just pass. Yeah. Look, I, I'm kind of interested in this game, though. Sacramento? Tell me, sorry. sorry. <laughs> you hit the end. You fat figured the end. I, they are now forever known as Sacramento. 
Sorry. That's, no, don't be sorry. I love it. It's Sacramento against Phoenix. Phoenix, they've been really good at home. I mean, Hammer toe. I don't. <laughs> Hammer toe. I am. I don't. I know what the yeah. reference is, but I. I don't know. Like, if you're betting this, I mean, I probably would bet Phoenix minus five, but like, no thanks. No way. <laughs> this is this screams Kings. No. I don't. It, it screams run <laughs> to me. It screams run away to all of it. Like, no, thank you. I want no over to maybe. I guess this is over to. I have. I have really. I'm, I'm sounding more and more like Vegas Chris over the last couple of weeks. But like, I haven't bet a total in two weeks. I didn't bet the Super Bowl with a total except I teased it down. I hit it, but I haven't bet a straight total in two weeks, and I'm red hot in college basketball avoiding totals. Right. I just I just have decided that totals are, are it's easier to pick a team who's going to win or cover than it is to pick how the game is going to go. Hockey, I'm pre- still betting totals. Pre-game, like, like, I think pre-game. I would agree, yeah. but the in-game, the total yeah. is yeah, yeah, tremendous. Yeah, yeah. NBA, oh, yeah, 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 NBA in particular. But like I bet, you know, I bet last night I bet the Golden Knights over. That game was 5-3 final, so I hit that last night, but um, you know, there's I, I still bet you know, I'm still betting hockey this way. Ovechkin has scored in five straight games, and they're a monster game. They, they are monster, monster dogs here at home to Colorado. Colorado really is getting all the love from the odds makers, huh? All they the are. hockey odds makers. I mean, this team is, and it's so funny because I I got uh, Brooklyn Joe. He sends me a text last week wishing me good luck with the Super Bowl stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys in the books for years or that did stints with me are rooting for me as far as the media stuff. They watch nice. the show. They good. watch this. They're like, good. you finally found your calling and, you know, you could talk and, you know, not have to listen to the suits in the back, give you all that shit. The hockey stuff, uh, he reached out and he said, who uh, he's a big Ranger guy. He helped run Madison Square Garden for years before he came out here. So he said, "Who's who do you like in the West?" And I gave him three teams, but I didn't give him the, the Avalanche. And he said, "Why no Avalanche?" He said, "I don't. I, I must be missing something." They're two dollar favorites today at yeah Washington. Is it, is it that easy? Just take them in regulation and be done with this? I don't know. It scares me a lot. Full card of hockey today. I'm pretty excited. It's good. I I don't know. I like the, I potentially like plus one and a half of you if the price is going to be decent for Washington to keep the game relatively close. Or if that's going to score, you want to keep bet the streak. If that's going to score, six straight games for him with the way he's been playing for Washington. New Jersey played last night and won. And now they're, now they're on the road at Nashville as a dog. Over. Yeah, that's, that's that's a play on Nashville. No. Probably so. To play play on Nashville, and I think is it Nashville an under team? Jersey's an over team. Their first period over team, but they've been an under team. Right, and they're kind of right in the middle of, of both. So New Jersey's an over team for sure. Yeah, they've been right all year an over team. Um, and then New Jersey played Seattle. They played. Right. Back, they both played back to back. They're at the Islanders. Oh, nice Seattle's doing the, uh, the the New York State. Yeah. New York stop. Um, I think that's Islanders there. It's Islanders and over 60. Yeah. Yeah. No regulation. Yeah. So, all right, let's roll into better to book it. We've got some uh, super chats to answer as well here. Just one. 
All right, better to book it time. We've talked about a bunch of these games already, but we are going to start with UNC minus eight tonight on the road at the Cuse. We're going to bet this, but we're going to sweat this. Oh, yes, we are. This is not going to be easy. <laughs> oh, no, this is going to be looks easy. This is a white knuckle ride. This is going to yeah. be not yeah. easy to do. Uh, yeah. Virginia's laying six tonight. True. I like. Virginia here. There's a couple of things at at play with Virginia, by the way. They've won nine games in a row. They are, Kempom does not love them, which is somewhat surprising. Kempom really does like Virginia, but offensively, they've been sort of middle of the pack. Defensively, they are absolutely tremendous. They do not give up points. They're tough to score on, but they're going to be tested tonight. And I'm really curious to see how, if you are an ACC fan, like if you play Virginia in the tournament, in the ACC tournament, how do you feel? Because they're 19 and five, they're 10 and three in the ACC. Pittsburgh's coming in as red hot as Virginia is with Jeff Capel's team. Ken Palm has this as a five point win. Does the bracket guy have Virginia in yet? I, no, I don't think so. They're, they're 40, still not in. I don't think they're in yet. No. I don't think bracketology has them in. Wow. They got to protect their home court. It's why I like them tonight. Totals 122. Yep. That's what I mean. But I, I understand that. But remember, the last home game for Virginia, they played Miami. They gave up 38 points. I know. 38 that's, points. Pitt, Pitt may not score. This is an under game. Let's see. Is Virginia in? Uh, let's see. There's four teams. Virginia's in. Okay. Now the now they're in. They should always been in. I don't know what Joey Brackets is doing. Yeah, they're in, they're in now, and it's uh, what are they as a seed? They are a um, they're eight middle seed, middle eight say. nine. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. They play Michigan State right now, according to Joey Brackets. I like under. I don't know if I'm comfortable laying at six. I think they win a the game too. Um, I just don't think Pitt's going to score. Their <laughs> offense is middle of the pack. What the votes on the on the last poll for us to fifty one forty nine fifty one forty nine? Yeah, dead split. That's a good number right there. Yeah, dead so split. Virginia minus six, Pitt plus six. We've got a lot of people from Pittsburgh watching. Fish Killer says Virginia covers it. Pop that in there. Yeah. I think if I vote, I think I take dog. I'm going to see, uh, see okay. if, what it pops up. I don't know. But Pitt's been as hot as Virginia's. I mean, but they're both red hot when, and uh, they're playing. Pittsburgh could play their way into the dance. I mean, they're just, they're playing extremely well. Really? At the they're not getting in. No. Why? They're 15 and eight. They're six and six in the ACC. They're so mediocre. I don't think they're not. Medi- they won at Duke. No, they do. They, they have a great win on their resume. They that's, won at Duke. That's fine. But. Oh, I, I wouldn't be so quick to dismiss them. I mean, that they could, if they play well down the stretch, if they win this game here tonight, it's a huge. Or if they win this game tonight, now they're in the mix. Yeah, and they, they go play against Clemson on the road. They'll play at home against NC State and Florida State. Then they have the tournament, the ACC tournament. They're not, Pittsburgh's not out of it. Capel's got a shot here with the way that they're playing. I mean, CBW said Pitt lost to Syracuse twice already. They did. He's right. Absolutely right. And they lost at home. They lost 69 58 at home to Syracuse. Oh, there they lost 81 73. So I like Virginia. And then finally, Providence laying one St. John's and Rick Patino. Rick Patino took over Providence, coached there for two years. Final four. 
in the second year for Rick Pitino started yeah. his legacy, started his dream. The, the dunk. Yes. I'm calling it that is going to be hopping tonight. Give me Providence. I'm taking Kim English's team with a short number. Better to book it. Providence bet it. I can't wait Boy. to watch this game. This game's going to be so fun. That'll be fun. Oh, that'll be fun. great environment. Fun, this, this is college basketball, baby. Yep. When you, when you have a, a guy come back, he's back with St. John's. Yep. They need a win like this. It's a one-point win, according to Kempom, 72 to 71. Mm. St. John's is reeling. They've lost three of four. They've lost six of eight. Yeah, they're six and seven in the Big East now, 15, uh, 14 and 10. They lost to Marquette's 86-75 in their last game on the road. And now Providence has a chance to build on their resume. But this goes into my lose on the road, come back home and win trend. They lost to Butler on the road in their last game. Coming back home. Uh, home cooking Providence gets a W. Super chat. There's five of them I got to get to. Uh, Fire away, boys Jeff and girls. Benny, thank you, guys. It's not the size of the boat, but the motion of the ocean. Although I try and take a canoe across the ocean and you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> Go see that boys in the boat movie. That was great. Great. Great uh, movie. Business goes today's plays. They get Vandy plus nine, FSU plus five and a half, Oklahoma plus seven and a half, Butler plus four. Dog, dog, dog. Providence money line. Like it. Dallas, Carolina, first period over one and a half. Not bad. Dallas money line. Mm-hmm. Mm. Vancouver, Chicago, first period over one and a half. Vancouver's going to score both goals. Chicago doesn't score. That's all I play on a line. You see that Bedard is going to come back next, next week, week. Yeah. Yeah. Broken jaw and everything. Probably wears one of them. He better. Absolutely. For my plumbing and my patience. Oh, my. What does that mean? I, I mean, for my plumbing. work with the plumbing. I don't know what that means. Uh, Cable, I'm doing the season B's parlay is plus 106 tonight. He's back. He's back with the season Jeff B's. He's back with the season the B's. Let me see. Boston is Celtics play the Brooklyn Nets tonight on the road. And the Bruins play the Lightning. The Bruins play the Lightning at home. Oh, my. Oh, my. Gary. I don't know. Which one gets you? Lightning. Yeah. 17, 6, and 3, Boston at home. But they they lost their last home game to Washington. They lost two of the first three games in this homestand the Bruins have. Right. They lost to the Lightning 5-4 in Tampa. They beat them 7-3 in Boston. Just bet the over. Yeah. Celtics aren't losing to the Nets, are they? Probably not. Can't be. Probably not. And then finally, big business, Vegas question. Going to go in June to set up for the oh, for the proxy service. I love it. Rangers play Seattle. And we want to watch out a book. Can you suggest a book by the Delano? Well, Mandalay Bay has a book. Yep. So you can go there. Um, I was just that Excalibur and Luxor. They're all walking distance. I would probably veer across the street. Say. MGM Grand. <laughs> yeah. Instead, from, yeah. Uh, no, the TV, why do all the MGM properties? Why do all their TVs suck? They put no more into the book than they have to. Like all their TVs suck. I don't understand every book that's run by every bad MGM book in town. I feel like I'm in 1975. I'm back they in my grandfather's what house. Done book upgrades at a lot of those places for a just long, a TV long time. upgrade. It's just an LED screen. That's not expensive. Like what are we doing? I'm just telling you, they haven't done it. They, it's they, really weird. They, so I would say, I, I would personally, on the strip, somebody asked me, what is the best sports book 
around the from the, the 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 Flamingo Tropicana strip area, like that corridor, not mm-hmm. on the new side of the strip, the old side of the strip. I couldn't think of one that I would recommend. New York, New York's book's not nice. MGM is not nice. Excalibur's not nice. You know, Mandalay Bay is kind of the nicest one in that region, in that area. Yeah, but that's that has old. that old feel to it's it. Old. It's old. It's an old, it's, old, it's, old. Yeah. You know, it's a big, spacious big. room, yeah, but it's big. Not, it's old. You know, there's TVs places are to ancient. go to watch it. Not at a book that are great. Like we could go. Well, I would say um, top. I said Top Golf. I said if you want to go to a place that's got you know drinks and atmosphere and big screens, go to Top Golf. It might be a little warm in June when big business is here. Ah, it's there. fine. You get the sprayers. You got the in- you can go inside too. They have the indoor areas too. You can go and, at Top Golf. Yeah, um, I like the Cosmo book. I'm a little biased. It's a little further. I up. don't mind that. No, that book's not bad. That might be the best book actually. Cosmo may be the nicest book, Cosmo but that's a little nice. further down right. than what what we're talking about. Yeah, because once you get closer to there, now you're talking about Bellagio, and now you're getting into Caesars, and like the Correct. Caesars book is really nice. They they really upgraded. It's just just small now and expensive to sit down. Yeah, I mean those TVs aren't great. No, what do you mean? Caesars are brand new. All those TVs at Caesars are new. They redid the whole book at Caesars before the Super Bowl. I was there mm. in December. It wasn't done. The wrap. You, you like those TVs? The wrap TVs. It's a whole wrap TV. It's all the huge screen they've wrapped around. It's nice. Caesar's book is nice. Have to look at the. Picture. It's just expe- it's just expensive to go there. They don't only sit down unless you're like you know every day is like fifty bucks to sit down. Like non-event nights, and then in event nights they charge you seven hundred. Yeah, that's too much. Um, we'll uh, we'll make arrangements with big business. We'll yeah, we'll take care of you. Get them hooked up somewhere. Um. But yeah, there's plenty of books you can go. If you just, I mean, going to a book is great, but you don't have to go to a book book per se. No, to watch the game. Uh, favorite thing about today is what? Well, damn it. Yeah, I mean, it was going to be Kylie and seeing <laughs> Snow for the first time as a 20 year old, but I mean, that was awesome. My favorite thing about today was have, having her on the show. Um, so you know, that was good. Go back, watch that interview. I can't wait. We'll cut that up and send mm-hmm. that to her. That'll be awesome. Um, number two. Is today's Butchie's birthday? Aye, all right. Show he's become a dear friend, and the plan ideally is to get him on the show. So I'm going to discuss it with him after the show today, and see if he's ready to make his show debut. Um, if he wants to do that, let's go. That'll be his birthday present. It'll be an excuse to see him. I haven't seen him in person. We've talked a lot on the phone and stuff. So that's my other favorite (laughs) thing about today is when when you get close to sixty. You know, every birthday means something. I like oh, to yeah. put you to business that his, whatever his number is, it's over. And number three <laughs> is the hats. Favorite thing about today, uh, a good initial response so far. We're working on a process, how to do it at Boston versus the book on Twitter. Uh, ask the BVB. Yeah, number of comments com. underneath yesterday were like seven or eight comments. People saying, get me a hat. So, we're, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to put it together so you guys will have a simple yeah. and very easy process of one. what colors you want, how this you want one. it. I know Covey's got his, Dang. that color might be difficult to rep, rep, to recreate. Yeah. Covey, but we'll figure it out. I was like the college of Charleston. What the hell color is that? It's I like mean, a maroon, gold, and white. The specifics of the colors and the hats and the things you want, and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, our, my guy's off today, but tomorrow I think he's there. I'm going to go over and just see, 
just present options. I'm not getting anything done this week. We're just taking orders right now. Right. And we'll, we'll go from there, but yeah, that's it. For me yesterday, it's always fun to talk to the kids about what happens in the world. You always say kids know. And I, I, I use my class as a sounding board so often. Yep. And so I had a chance to just ask them about the Super Bowl, and I couldn't believe the number. They all watched it in some form or fashion, but there's a lot of people that did not give a flip about the game. And I was really surprised at like it was just like a yawn. Like, yeah, it was the game. It was okay. They all said the same thing. First half was really boring. I did something else. And then I went back and watched the end. I watched the overtime and watched this. But like it's just funny because we hang on it so much about the bets and the plays and the picks and every quarter and every score. Like we're just all into it. And they're kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like it's just like whatever. So it's nice just to get a perspective from younger people and and being able to get their take on, you know, how things are being perceived because they're the, you know, the next iteration of kids will be in the media. Someday they'll be covering the games like we have. And what they see is totally different than what we see. (laughs) It's just nice. I hope the next generation loves the game and gets into the media rather than gets into the media without nope. loving the game. It's my, it, it may, maybe my number one worry in life about everything. And I don't know, this means I'm getting old. I don't know, but I watch people. There was a time and I'm not saying this is a good thing, but let me just say it. There was a time that when you were called a content creator, you actually had a legitimate talent to create that content that there was something that you were really good at, knowledgeable of, or an expert in, that people would then seek out you to create content. The number of people I see on the daily in suburbia creating content, there was like a 50-year-old woman with her mother. They were doing some photo shoot walk thing by my house on the street yesterday. I was driving past it. I was like, is every fucking person in the world a content creator? Like every fucking person in the world is literally going to take a phone. I'm going to go do my Instagram, my TikTok, whatever the fuck they're doing. Yes. And I'm just like, does everyone need to do content? Like is everyone, is it a requirement now that everyone must do content? Yes. It's a, there has to be some level where it's going to cause a problem in this world. There has to be some barrier where people start to ask the right questions of like, you guys know what you do when you create this stuff and you put it on the socials, what they get from you, right? Like you, like you understand that like they're getting all your data, all your likes, all your dislikes, everything you're talking about, they're getting it all right. Like they, they, you are, are voluntarily getting everything that you need that you are, that you are about and handing it over to a company who then is going and selling that to the world. Like, do, do we, do, have we figured this out yet? <laughs> this is like all of this free content stuff. If it's free, the thing that's being sold is you always remember that. Okay. <laughs> so like if someone's giving you something to use for free and you're wondering how are they making money? They're making money off of you. <laughs> so like, yeah, I hope they do that. Wait, but is, no, is that us? Is that no? Well, but I mean, we make money on our audience, of course. Yes, hundred percent. People want to put their products in front of our audience, but it's different because our show is entertainment. Our show is not a platform or a tool. Like you're not. Our show doesn't use stuff, right? It doesn't use stuff. 
but our show is entertainment. But like, oh, is YouTube grabbing the data of everyone watching this show? Of course they are. Like, of course, I mean, it would be disingenuous to not say that. Right. Absolutely. They're doing that. A hundred percent. Every show that's free does that. Yes. Uses it and goes ahead and sells to companies to come in and market. It's up to you and me. That's why we're gatekeepers to our audience as tightly as we are and why we have the meetings that we have with people. And we don't let anybody just come in here and be a part of this show. And blast this stuff. Yeah. But it is crazy. It just, it's such an interesting look when you say, I hope the kids get into the game, get into media because they love the game. No, that's not happening. Well, that's, I mean, that's unfortunately, I think that's, that is a, is a, is a metaphor for a lot of things like find out what you really love and find a way to get paid to be involved in that. I mean, like the sports and the this and the that, that's, that, I mean, but like, if you love playing in the dirt, go find a way to play in the dirt and get paid. If you oh, love, that's my you know, class. <laughs> that's what love, yes. agreed. Yes. Like, Chase your passion, whatever it is, go find a way to monetize it. Math and numbers and spreadsheets. Yep. Go find a way to get paid to do that. You don't, but don't do it on TikTok. Like doing people who I've seen do careers. They're like, I'm going to be the, you know, if you are a, I was told this before, uh, like a couple months ago, I had a friend of mine who's going into real estate here in, here in Nevada. Yeah. You need to have, they tell you now when you're a real estate agent, you need to have over 10,000 followers on social media to be a real estate agent. To be a successful real estate agent, you're taking about something in the actual, the real, you're selling an actual product, a real home you are selling in the virtual world. You have to sell it in the fake world in order to sell it in the real world. That's crazy to me. (laughs) I mean, look, they're finding ways to keep people out of doing stuff all the time. Yeah. So they may be telling somebody because listen. Oh, this is, this is my number one pet peeve. Can hardly work out without tripping over some kid's tripod now on days. That should be banned. We had this comment. We talked about this in my class two weeks ago. That should be banned. You should not be able to. I don't give a fuck what you're taping. Whoa. You should not be able to videotape in a public space in a gym. You should not be able to tape any. I don't care if you're taping yourself. There's people who are going to walk by. People who are in the shot in the, without knowing they're in the shot. It's such a massive invasion of privacy that people are allowed to videotape their workouts in the gym. So if you were in a private gym, you could do it by myself. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Right. That would, yourself, that's the that's beef. Fine. You can't be in a public gym and do it. I agree. Correct. Like, yeah. I, and I'm paying a membership to go to a gym, and if I'm walking by and you're taping your dips or whatever the fuck you're doing, I I get completely taping like dips. furious at it. Taping your and dips. so and so much of it is, you know. Women who are using it for their Instagram accounts, who are mm-hmm. doing, you know, their squats and they're taping their ass while they're going to put it out. And then men who are doing it and they catch women working out and they go ahead and say, well, what? I'm just going ahead and taping myself. Like I'm not taping it. Yeah. But yeah, but you're watching the girl behind you. Right. What, you're, what you're really taping is that girl. You're not taping yeah. yourself. Yeah. It's such a massive invasion of privacy. It, it, it just, but okay. It, but here's the deal, Addison in public. What's public. If I'm paying for my gym membership, is that public? Yes. Why? It's a, it's a, it's a membership. It's not out there. It's a membership. It's in public. Technically. I can't stand it. Oh, I can't stand it. I just, Joey Swole, great guy, great guy to go follow on, on, on Twitter. He's awesome. Joey Swole takes down all these clowns who go and tape themselves on the gym. Love. I love that dude. 
He's tremendous. We are back tomorrow on a Wednesday. We'll take a look at some stuff in college basketball. If you're up late on the East Coast, 10 o'clock Eastern on Sports Grid, you'll get Dave and I doing Sports Rage for Gabe Morency tonight for three hours. So we're not done. We got a lot more to come later on today. (laughs) But back tomorrow, we are back on the YouTube and back on our Twitter account at Boston versus the book BVB on a Wednesday. We will talk to you tomorrow.